DNA test before. And mm-hmm. when I originally took it, it had like results on it, right? And they were, they were results that I were more or less expecting because I know I'm familiar with my uh, heritage and all that, but, uh, it didn't say Jewish on there. And then around 2017 or 2018, I logged back into the website and it said that I was Jewish. Jew, 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 Jew. Yeah, it said I was one percent Jewish, so I am of the uh, elected race. I am, the cho- I am of the chosen people. Oh. Yeah, the chosen people. Oh, yeah. yeah, but not really, because the, the, you know the chosen people in the end times are uh, children of the devil, according to Revelation chapter. Right? 3. Yeah, uh, the hundred forty-four thousand are the non-devil uh, ones. Those are the ones with the good mark, and then they have God's mark, and then there's the other marks that aren't that don't have God's mark. The right. Yeah, no, that is in Revelation. I know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about Revelation 3, uh, where it talks about in the end times, so there's going to be a group of people uh, who call themselves Jews, though they are not. And then it says they are of the children of the devil, all that. Synagogue oh. of Satan, you know, the typical typical stuff. Yeah, I know we're getting spicy right off the bat here, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't even done the, all... the intro yet. Let me hit the intro. Yeah, yeah let's in. do the intro. It's about, it's about a three-minute intro for you to take a sip of your we're, we're live with the mass shooter here. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Uh, here we go. As human beings, we all rely on our eyes to determine reality. Except for blind people. I'm not sure how they do it. As Cheyenne's leading consumer advocate for over 30 years, it's my job to keep a constant eye out for hoaxes, fakes, and bull poop. But what happens when scammers deliberately want to trick our eyes? Suddenly, we're no better than blind people ourselves. We might even be worse. They're called deep fakes, and some people in Washington think they're a threat to our democracy. One of those people is former Vice President Al Gore. I was able to speak with him in this Sassy Justice Zoom-sclusive interview. Mr. Gore, let me start by asking, why are politicians in all of Washington so concerned about deep fakes? Well, what has people in the government really scared is that Deep fakes can put words in people's mouths. You know, make people say things like vagina and and poop. And 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 then you've got senators going around saying vagina poop, but they didn't they didn't say vagina poop. But you're saying deep fakes are already out there. Yes, deep fakes are everywhere. I'm serial. I've brought along a video. I want you to watch this video. What you're about to see is not really Tom Cruise. Someone took the computer and they they made him say and do things he wouldn't say. Now watch. And remember, this is not Tom Cruise. Hi, I'm Tom Cruise. It's me, Tom Cruise. Vagina poop. Vagina poop. But this is Tom Cruise that I'm watching. This, this is what I'm talking about. It fooled you, and I'm being serial, but you don't even know what's real and what isn't. That's the problem with deepfakes. That's why we all have to take it serial. And the former vice president was right. Combing through the internet, I found hundreds of deepfakes. There were ones of Scarlett Johansson. Vagina poop. A few of Tom Hanks. Oh, vagina poop. And even our beloved Carrie Underwood. Oh, vagina poop. Vagina poop. It's disgusting and hurtful. 
And many of the celebrities are now coming forward saying they've had enough. And do you know who's putting these out there? It's like Russia. Abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack. Hello, abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know abs in a six pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? It's Abs in a Six Pack, episode 225 for February 1st, 2024. I'm joined live by Andrew from Cloud Sprout, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. I didn't fucking do this. I didn't do fucking shit. The N-word. You know what the N-word is? Nigga, every time I look at your face, I get the rice and gravy shits. I'm freaking pumped. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. Listen, you drink 18 beers of 4.2 alcohol percentage of whatever kind of beer you want. It doesn't really, it honestly doesn't really fucking matter. It really doesn't matter. Andrew, what's going on? Thanks for joining me. How's it going, buddy? How's it going? Let me ask you a question. Do you feel upset at the current state of the world in any way, shape, or form? Yes. <laughs> You're a little disappointed, right? It's it's pretty easy to feel disappointed by the whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of I been think. a big letdown. Yeah, yeah. It's also just like I I just woke up on the wrong side of bed. I'm sorry. I <clears throat> no, you're I'm just in a horrible mood. Uh, I smoked a ton of crap last <laughs> night, and as usual, now I feel like shit. Rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Rest <laughs> in peace. Um, now it's just uh, unfortunately I feel like a lot of young men, such as uh, yourself, myself, and others, have a lot of uh, hate in our heart. And uh, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm not excluded from it. Uh, I try my best to take that hate and remove it from my heart because I know that um, you know allowing allowing such seeds to grow from within wouldn't you know that the fruit which it would produce wouldn't be of any, you know, worth to me. And I think it would only hurt uh, myself and other people, uh, my family, you know, my friends, people I love. Um, and so have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like anger at, at maybe not the world, but I don't know, the government or a political oh, figure of some kind, anything I like th- that? I think if you don't have at least a little bit of hatred you're harboring towards the government, then you're retarded. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people out there who are very uh, unaware of a lot of things that are going on in the government. It's very sad. You know, we could talk about the, uh, you know, I, we could talk about a lot of stuff that they're doing wrong. But what's what's the good? I think that what we need to do um, before, you know, more people lose their marbles and go out and like shoot places up. Because like I said earlier, I am, I do, I have for the past eight to ten years, I have suppressed uh, homicidal tendencies. And that's not something I'm really open with, uh, with a lot of time with a lot of people. Um, but I'm very serious about that and I'm not joking around. And it's, it's hard to live in the world that we live in today. And I see it in the eyes of my fellow brothers. I hear it in your voice when you speak. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, I, I'm like a magnet. To, towards people who have issues or something. I don't know what it is, but I just, I, it happens. And, uh, the state of the world. I just want to help. Yeah. The state, your, the state of the world is, uh, definitely, well, what's the, what is the cause outside of, um, the political situation we're in? It's, I mean, there's crap in the food and the water. There's, everybody's medicated. Um, they, you know, they're, uh, 
it's not all contrails up there, so they're spraying something. Like th- there's a lot of factors I think that uh, are um, RF radiation, all the like cell phones and Wi-Fi frequencies that are messing, and it's in some sense interacting it's with somebody's brain because they know they have done since the first cell tower was invented. They've known that their uh, RF affects people's brain waves and psyche. So there's a multitude of factors that I think play into the mental instability and it's not just the instability of the world itself. Um, so you, all those problems can be traced back to one element and that is the federal government. Unfortunately for us here in America, cause you're in America, right? You're not Canadian, right? No, I'm yeah, I'm in Tennessee. Okay. Um, so the federal government within America holds everything in its place. Like if we look back at events like Waco and we look at, uh, what's the other one that had Waco and Ruby Ridge. Ridge. Yeah. yeah. So if we look at those events, we see that the government isn't beyond taking tanks, taking flamethrowers, taking guns, going in, shooting civilians and dispatching of them in order to uphold whatever level of, you know, if they're doing something they don't like, Hey, they're going to go kick your door in and say, hey, stop. Right. Well, they could do the same thing with everything that's going on in the current system, but they choose not to. So the federal government is sort of the walls that hold all of the badness in its current place. Now, they hold a lot of good things in its place, too. I'm not saying that America hasn't had any good achievements over the course of its you know, history, because it has. My seventh great grandfather, for those who are unaware, I tell everybody this in an earshot, uh, was at the Boston Tea Party. Uh, my great grandmother had pass that story down to me and her great grandfather had passed that story down to her and you know, so on. So he's That's seven awesome. generations back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, he was dressed up like a native American. Uh, according to my great grandmother in the middle of the night, he went on the ship, you know, started throwing tea into the Harbor. I don't have any proof of it beyond that. And it's just, you know, stories being handed down. But what I do have proof of is my fourth great grandfather was, uh, in the iron brigade of Wisconsin, uh, during the first civil war. And so he fought, in a lot of the major battles. I have his battle ribbon and all that that's been handed down to me. And uh, he was at Gettysburg, Antietam, Cold Harbor, uh, all these fier- fierce battles, right? And if you if you look up accounts of his brigade and what they were doing and the fierceness of their fighting and all that, well, eventually he went on to guard President Lincoln. And one night, according to my great-grandmother, uh, he was in the garden uh, watching, you know, he was on watch or whatever. And President Lincoln was walking around and it was dark out or whatever. And he stopped and talked to my great grandfather, fourth great grandfather for just a little bit of time. And I don't know what they talked about. Um, but I just, I cherish that event so much. And then my great grandfather, of course, was a lead welder for the U S Pacific fleet during world war II. Um, so if anybody has the right to be proud of America, I would say it's me. You know, my blood is, I'm 80% European, uh, primarily Mediterranean, and then about 20% Native American. Uh, and, and according to 23andMe, I'm also 1% Jewish. Uh, oh, but I don't know. <laughs> my my great-grandfather, or my grandfather was Polish. So, I, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the, the Y turned to an I. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> last name stuff. Um, but... Yeah, that I mean, I just I when people are like, oh, well, if you don't like it, we'll get out of the country. No, I'm not going anywhere, man. This is my country. If you actually look at this is California, this is on my dad's side. But if you look at California, the Bay Area, 
um, has Angel Island. Well, Angel Island was where the first Europeaners settled, and that was my uh, family. I don't know, you know, I don't know what grandfather that was or uncle or whatever, but it was the Ayala family who I am descended from, uh, which is Basque. Uh, for those who are unaware, mixture of uh, well, it's really just Basque. Basque is Basque, you know. It's not like French or Spanish. It's like its own sort of thing. But really, at the end of the day, it's just French and Spanish. But, uh, anyway, we're off topic here. Uh, sorry, you were saying. Uh, Why well, no? I was just gonna. Well, first of all, when you said my uh, fourth great grandfather, I kept for some reason I kept hearing you say fourth grade, and I was like, man, he's mm, still in no. fourth. He's still <laughs> your grandfather's still in fourth grade. But no, uh, that, so. Right where you li- like, right where that video you took anyway, right around the Bay Area when uh, Lavish, my buddy who co-hosts Behind the Schemes, another podcast on the No Agenda Network, um, he uh, he said, "Oh, he looks like uh, he lives right by me." So you guys are pretty much neighbors here. Huh? That's somebody who one of the co-hosts on the show. A uh, different show, but yeah, I, I I we do a lot of shows together. So yeah, unofficial right co-hosts. On. I guess. But yeah, um, that's. that's- we, Good stuff. I like it. I didn't. Uh, he, wait, what video did he see of the me? one where uh, the the shootmyass.com com video? Oh, okay. The the promo thing. Yeah, that yeah, that fell sure. back just a little bit. Uh, no, it's good. You know, internet <laughs> outages happen. I I blame the feds. I think it was the feds. Yeah, us, that was. But, you know. So yeah, thank you for rescheduling for me. I didn't. I I mentioned it on uh, Twitter and stuff, but I haven't on the show yet. Yeah, my internet was down as fuck yesterday. Uh, so it's hey, Afro Man. Fault. Yeah, I, Afro Man knew it best. Fuck the internet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what the hell's wrong with this internet? It's slow. What the f*** is this? Dial up? Am, am I allowed to do drugs on the Am I allowed to smoke marijuana on here? Yeah, as long as you don't mention it. No, yeah, you're fine. Do whatever oh, you want. Oh. You can fucking okay, mainline heroin on this show. I don't give a fuck. This is uh, lavender I'm smoking. This is not marijuana at all. Don't worry about it. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I'm I'm doing a little drinking, I guess. Drink, sipping on a blue moon. I don't have an orange slice in it. I always get the orange slice. I was just about to say, you gotta have the orange slice. But no, if you don't, it's cool too. Uh, good stuff. I like it. Good drink. Um, so, anyways, back to back to where we were. I um I've suppressed uh, some feelings that are very negative, and um, I see it in my fellow man. And <coughs> you know, I had the police show up at my door a few years ago. <laughs> And it was because uh, I had become too far out in my rhetoric. Uh, I was I was starting. I mean, how do we, where where do we start with this whole thing? <laughs> Let's go all the way back to the beginning. I am a novelist. I've written seven books so far. I'm currently working on my eighth. However, Fish Tank has taken a massive amount of my time over yeah. the past month and a half. So <laughs> I've not been able to write almost at all. Uh, I've been just focused on that, but. Uh, you know, yeah, you know what that's like. You know, uh, the the productivity just goes straight down the drain. Uh, yeah, I went from one or two shows a week to one every two weeks during Fish Tank. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting back on the horse. It's not good, but um, I started my writing career after I got kicked out of a pub. I was talking too loudly about World War II uh, statistics, and I think that the manager didn't like it. This was uh, at 99 Bottles in, in Santa Cruz, and uh, they have shut down since because of COVID, so they're no longer functioning. But that manager, she's a bitch. Let me tell you something. I don't like that woman. Yeah. And uh, I, I, spent, I spent a good amount of money. Now, it's called 99 Bottles for a reason, right? Like, you got, like, 99 different types of beer that you can drink. They're actually more than that, I think, uh, or had, right? 
Uh, anyways, I had the card. I was doing it. I was on my 55th beer that night. 55, 55. And, uh, she got up, uppity. And I had seen that woman around there before, right? Loudmouth. Just horrible, loudmouth woman. Just, oh. Worst woman you could ever imagine. Why is she in charge of the bar? Or why is she in charge of that restaurant, period? She's like the uh, daughter's owner or something. You should see her. She looks like a fucking fish. Um, <laughs> anyhow, she's, she, uh, she got in my, my face. It was me and Phil. I don't know if you know who Phil is, but he's my cousin at Pop Tart Phil. What's up? How's it going, buddy? And do I have a Got SoundCloud it. around here? I, I might be able to hook it up with this SoundCloud. Is SoundCloud? I don't. Shit. I'd put it, I'd put it in, uh, Bad cousin. if you send it to me, I'll link it in the show notes so people can check it out too. Here, if you, yeah, I'll do or that. if you send it to me, I could play something right now on the fly. If you send it on Discord, I can, I can, yeah, I'll get, I'll get you something. Uh, anyhow, I, I was there. Phil had his head down on the table because he was the designated driver. He was sleepy. He wanted to just like, you know, rest for a bit. I think he also had a headache or something like that. And, uh, my grandmother was there as well. Right. She was across the table. Now this woman comes up to me and she's like, you need to get out of here. Like you need to leave right now. And I am, I have like it at less than an inch left in my fourth beer. Like I am ready to go. I'm ready to leave. But she just gets in my face and starts being very rude and uppity. And I, I'm a good tipper. When I tip, I tip good. All right. Mm. And I was tipping very good there. I, I mean, all the time, every meal, good to go. And I don't usually. Bit of a cheapskate sometimes. He's a one percent coming through. I don't know. But uh, yeah, and the end end of it is I stood up and said the n word very loudly in the restaurant. And, I should uh, be able it, to say the n word. It, it upset a lot of people, and I called her that. And she wasn't of that uh, race in particular. And uh, you know, I I was very inebriated at the time, and I do regret it. And I. Well, the reason why I'm explaining all this is I got thrown out of that bar right after my 55th drink, and I went home in the back seat, drunk and angrier than ever that I couldn't express my views because I think it wasn't because my cousin's head was down on the table. It was because of the things that I was saying about World War II. So I think it was a free speech issue. I will swear to the day you, I died was, that it was a you, free speech issue. Were you questioning like uh, the number uh, or what was the – what? <laughs> what were you – what was I it can't remember. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I, to be honest, I was just. I, I was talking a lot about. It. I was very into it at the time. Uh, my years spent on 4chan. I'm still there. I mean, I've, I've been there since like 2007 ish, uh, summer of 2007. I was actually at the Habbo Hotel raids. Believe it or not, I helped shut down the pool. Uh, ah. Summer of 2008, the Olympics. Yeah, good. Good times. Good stuff. Uh, but now I was on poll heavily there from like 2013 to 2020. And I would say that, uh, a lot of the stuff that I was seeing was changing me as a person. And I think that a lot of other people have been changed, uh, by 4chan in a way that is very negative and it's not good. And it, it almost makes me want to have internet IDs so that we can track people such as myself, uh, because oh, we're dangerous. No. Well, I, I was with, we're you a danger that. to society. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Well, here's the thing. If you're on there, let's let's put it this way. Let's say you have a family member who uses 4chan, right? And you go on there and you get into an argument with them and you tell them to go KYS or something and they do. I mean, but couldn't that, that's pretty bad, right? Yeah, but you, that could happen on Twitter or Reddit or. It could. You're right. I know a spoof account. It's it's terrible. I, well, it's maybe it's an, it, maybe the internet IDs won't fix it, but it's an issue nonetheless of the 21st century. It's something that does have to be addressed and fixed. Either that, or maybe it's just the heart of mankind that has to be fixed. Or I'm not sure which. But either way, uh, 
where were we going with all that? Uh, I got kicked out of the pub, World War II facts. And then you started writing books. And then I started writing books, right? So I was on the way home. I was very pissed off. And it was mostly a free speech thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home. And instead of getting angry about this, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write. And so I wrote a fictional book to the United States federal government. It was, it was, you know, kind of dedicated, not directly dedicated to them, but in a sense, I was dedicating it to them. And I was going on places like poll and, you know, promoting it there and, you know, saying, Hey, this is for the federal government. This is for you. This is for you, federal government. So if there's any federal agents around listening to this, maybe you should go read this because I'm writing this for you to read. And, uh, you know, I, I mapped out, a lot of the issues that America ended up facing, such as January 21st. I more or less predicted that in those first two books that I wrote. Wait, I know the, the six. Two, what was the 21st? What happened on the January, January 6th, 2021. Oh, okay. I misheard you. I'm sorry. Yeah, January 6th for sure. Yeah, I know what that is. Sorry, I, I, I might have misspoke. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you, January 6th, the whole, the whole event. I kind of to a certain degree, predicted that. One thing I didn't predict was COVID. I didn't see that coming. So the books, when they're written, were pre-COVID. So there's no uh, talk of COVID, um, which I think in and of itself in a future timeline, not a future timeline, but in the future, if anybody is ever like, oh, I want to read pre-COVID literature, that would be like one of the final years to have read it. I'm not saying what? my books are worth reading, but you know. No, well, where I was going to ask, where can people find those if they want to read them or buy them or... So nothing is currently for sale. I won't make any money. If you find my books out there, they're not for, I mean, I'm not selling them. I'm not making any money off of them, unfortunately, okay. because of uh, my publisher, which is why you don't trust publishers. Just cut out the middle, man. Do it yourself. Uh, oh, sorry. You're good. Uh, power tools over here. <laughs> so you cut out the middleman and you just sell the books yourself. It's, it's pretty much, you know, that simple. I'm going to take a hit really quick. Give me a I'll drink a beer. I'm going to drink a beer! Beer, 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 beer! All right. Um, anyhow, no, so none of them are currently available. I've taken them all off the market, uh, again, because I got effed over by my publisher. And I am going to be re-releasing the first. Uh, this is, again, this is where it gets confusing, right? So I've written uh, a variety of books. We should probably just get this out of the way. Uh, the first four books that I wrote were all a part of a series. The first two were directed at the United States federal government. I wanted them to read it because I was feeling very angry. I was at the world. We've already talked about this. And I was feeling, and I've, I've dealt with these feelings, by the way. I'm not currently homicidal. I'm not suicidal. I understand the future. I understand the, you know, the path forward and all that. And it has nothing to do with violence. You, you don't attack your enemy where they're strongest. They got fucking nukes. We can't do anything. Okay. They got tanks, man. They got drones. We can't fight these people. We have to legally go after these people. Um, but like I was saying, the first four books are all part of a series. Um, the third, after I got done writing the first two books, I was like, I am sick and tired of writing about politics. I hate this stuff. Like I want to not, I feel poisoned by it. I don't know if you, have you ever felt poisoned by the current state of politics? Yeah. And uh, just as not even, I guess poisoned. I've, I've never taken things ultimately seriously. I've kind of, uh, laugh. That's my problem. I care too much. I, yeah, I look at things and, and laugh at them even when I should a lot of times, but this show to me, I I just got bored with politics. Um, this show Mm -hmm. had a heavy bent on political, let's still a lot of conspiracy talk on here, but, I just don't, I don't, it's just boring to me. There's more interesting things to talk about as far as um, 
like who's running for president and you know what right. this spending bill and all that shit. It's like who who gives a fuck? Nothing changes in out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you get it, man. I mean, democracy has essentially failed us, but um, I, I'm sorry. I have ADD, you guys. Like, literally, I have – or ADHD. I was diagnosed in, like, third grade or something. So, I my my head's kind of everywhere when I try and explain things. Uh, but, don't want to sound um, like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Yeah, uh, you I'm talk fucked like up. You talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Well, fuck you, too. <laughs> no. Uh, it's just too bad. No, you get uh, so anyhow, the first four books, um, are all part of a series. They're fictional. Uh, the first book is written manifesto style, uh, because I had read Elliot Rogers manifesto. I have it. I actually had it physically printed out at like Staples. And I think I might've scared the guy who <laughs> was like printing it. Cause I came back two hours later and he had a real weird look on his face. Why am I, uh, I'm drawing a blank on who Elliot Rogers is. I know another name. The, uh, 10 years ago. In in May, he will have uh, died. He he was the the, the half uh, Asian, half white kid who like went and like shot up a sorority and uh, like did a bunch of bad stuff. Like it wasn't good. Like he went the dark route. Like he could have like I feel so bad for Elliot because Elliot, you have to understand, was one of us. Um, he is one of our fallen brothers. If you read his manifesto, have you ever read it? My Twisted World. No, I'm looking. I'm adding read this it. to the list right now. Let me look at this. My Everybody. Twisted World. Read it. You're going to love it. What year? I, you, hold on. You don't have to tell me what year you were born, but are you a millennial or a Zoomer? I'm like barely. I'm, I'm like, I'm on the very young end of, uh, of a millennial. Because I'm 29. Okay, like nine, nine. Okay, like I was just about to say 1995. And I don't I feel like I'm doxing you. No, uh, all right. Yeah, you're, you're okay. So you will probably get a lot of the stuff that he's talking about. Maybe, maybe there's like a five year variance there because I'm about five years older than you where I got it. And because he was born like literally days after or before, I can't remember I was born. I think it was like days before. Um, I have the manifesto. After, I can't up. remember. My, uh, something like that. My twisted he, world. I he, have it pulled up here. <laughs> He's taught, I mean, it's a, it's a little slow to boot, but once he gets going, it's good stuff, but it hurts. It really does hurt to read it because it feels like somebody who would be one of our friends. He's talking about Pokemon. He's talking about world of Warcraft and counter-strike and you know, all this, like all these memories of like just driving around and I'm from California. So like I get like a lot, I'm not from Southern California, but like the atmosphere, the vibes, like the general feelings and all that. Like I get it. But again, I'm from the north of California. He's from the south. So. The very first uh, sentence here, the very first sentence, humanity. All of my suffering on this world has been at the hands of humanity, particularly women. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mean bitches in a disrespectful way. I mean yeah. it as a general word for women. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's right, Riley. That's right. Um, you know, it's true. Women have really, it's not their fault. Like it's men's fault. We gave women rights in 1990. Like we're so all over the place here, but let's just, let's get into this bag of worms, a can of worms, whatever you call it, a bag of cats. So fluffy, so warm. Um, they so voted, got, they voted this, this world into a, or this country into oblivion. Single-handedly they, women they, did, but, we gave them the right to vote, so it's kind of our fault. Yeah. Kind of. So 1919 was like over 100 years ago, right? And we've had time to see... I don't want this to slam on the table with me. Put that down like that. Um, we've had over 100 years to see the fruits 
of the women's movement and all that, right? To see what kind of fruit it will produce. Well, it's nothing good. And I think a reason why we have a lot of the mass shootings that we have today is because women cause and effect. It's not directly because we gave women rights, but through cause and effect, giving women rights leads to a rise in mass shootings because women are then, uh, like it's capitalist system. You have capitalism and then it's like you give women rights and sex sells. So then the women have to sex themselves up. And now you live in a society a hundred years in the future. That's completely sexed up. Women are walking around fucking completely naked on the streets of San Francisco and, uh, you know, New York or whatever. I mean, like things are, things are getting really bad. And I mean, the federal government can either take it from the mouth of somebody who has feelings of wanting to fucking go and hurt uh, federal agents because I don't fucking like these people, you know, but I, you know, I, we, the, we can't do that. Like violence is not the answer. Like I, I fucking hate these people with every drop of blood in my body. Like it's the anti-tyranny gene in me. I think it's, it's that Boston tea party coming through the grandson of Liberty, right? From sunrise to sunset. My seven great grandfathers are currently spinning in their graves at the state of America. And somebody has to do something about it. Somebody will do something about it. And history has, but one page. Love, war, move, trade, love, war, move, trade, love, war, move, trade, love, war, move, trade, over and over and over and over again, right? So the the history of America is a very short one. It's about 300, uh, less than 300 years. We're about to be, what, 250 years old or something, right? The average length of an empire. Excuse me for one second. I need a drink. I've been drinking beer! Beer, 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 beer! A monster energy zero ultra. One man's caffeine is another man's alcohol. Vice versa. I've already had, I've already had three shots of uh, vanilla espresso, or the triple shot of um, vanilla espresso, or however you say. Right, too much caffeine. We're going. We're going now. We're going. So with We're the, with the train with, is moving. With women, okay, uh, so with women, like, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, where, where was I? Where was I with that last point there? I had, I had, oh, the, okay, so America has been around for 300 years, right? Yeah. Or, or less than 300 years. Well, China has been around for 5,000 years or, or 4,000 or however, however long, about 5,000 years, right? Long time. Uh, well, it's harder to predict the path that China's gonna take because it's very slow in its progress. And the same thing is true of France. It's an old country, you know, 2,000 years old. You go back to Gaul and, you know, all this stuff, the Romans. Um, and so it's a very slow-moving process. Well, America is a very quick-moving society. It's it's quick, but it, it happened in a very short period of time. And so we can see what's going to come next. And what's coming next is civil war. If we're not careful, if we don't peacefully land this plane that's going down called federal government we are going to look like Ukraine in about 10 years. And I don't want that to be the case because I have seen the clips from Ukraine. I don't know if you have seen the war footage. It's not good. It's very depressing. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what you look like, what your religion is. I don't want that for anybody. I I don't want that for even the federal agents because that shit's fucked and it's going to happen. So again, we're on a plane that's going down, everybody. It's called federal government. We have to either crash this plane, which I don't want to do, that will result in civil war, the second American civil war, or we try to land the plane and we have a peaceful divorce among the nations, right? So we have a problem in in America, which is very easily remedied. Thank God we're not Europe. 
Okay. Because in Europe, you have Italy and Italy is Italy and you have France and France is France. Well, Spain is Spain, right? And parts of Spain, Catalonia wants to break off and all this stuff. Well, in America, thank God we have states and we have California and we have Texas. California, I'm not, I'm, I'm politically neutral. I've never voted. I don't take sides. I just, I'm a historian. I sit back, I observe the whole thing and then I critique it, right? California has a very liberal government right now. If California were to break free and America were to remain a country, liberals in America who were fed up with America could move to California and people who just didn't want to be in California anymore could leave, right? Like this is a peaceful solution. It's not the best solution, but like it's better than like fucking killing each other, right? With the drones and shit. Um, and I mean the little mini type that fly around. You don't want that walking outside and you're buzzing and be freaking out. You know, you don't want that. Right. Um, so the, you have Texas as well. And Texas is a conservative state, you know, uh, and if it were to break free, we could ship it off quite easily. It becomes its own country. Same thing with California. So now you have two, op- you have two options. You have a liberal country, a conservative country, and then you have America, California, Texas, America. That's just one. There's a movie idea. about that that just came out, I think. <laughs> the is Civil there? War They're movie. copying me. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they, I, I set trends. So you, <laughs> that's what the first, that's what the first and second book I wrote was about. So, but go on. What is what is it about? Tell me the what? America balkanizing. Well, yeah, but I was just going to say um, we tried that a while back. The South tried to secede, and uh, Abraham Lincoln sent sent a bunch of people with guns to stop that. Right. So the system is broken and it doesn't work. Um, so I was talking to somebody yesterday who was a Fed or no no he wasn't a Fed. Was he? I don't remember. He was a former Federer. It was another guy I was talking to, and he was just very intelligent. I can't remember. It was on Counter-Strike, believe it or not. A lot of Feds on Counter-Strike. I you want to talk ma- to Fed, go to the I w- casual. I level. would imagine. I, I would say even back in the day on Counter-Strike, there were Feds. Um, anyhow, where was I going with that point? You were talking to a Fed the other day. Or maybe he was a Fed. Talking to a Fed the other day. He might have been a Fed. Might not Something have been about the right, Civil so he War. Said, he was like, he was like, well, it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional for a state to go free. And like the, and I was like, well, that, that's why the system's broke. It doesn't work. Like we have to step outside of the system to affect change. Now the South is its own whole can of worms. I'll talk about it, but, uh, you know, slavery is no longer needed because why we have robots to do the work. If the South ever were to theoretically rise again, uh, it would be a multicultural place that would probably look and function like America in a democratic sense, but it would be a little bit different without the slavery. And, you know, I don't, you know, my fourth great grandfather might have fought for the North, but the one thing I would have some words with him. All right. Because Lincoln was a tyrant and he did suspend habeas corpus. And I, I'm in complete disagreement with that. So he stepped outside of the system and did what he thought was right. So that's what we need to do today. And, and our generation, and, and I'm talking about millennials and zoomers here. We are one generation. We are so connected. We are on the same level. We all know the, the same memes, right? W L you know what? That's the uh, J J J J J J J. Yeah, right. All that stuff. The the, the, the what's the thing, the goddamn thing they do with their arms going up in the air, dipping, not dipping, uh, whatever it's called. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all kind of a one generation. What the hell is that thing called? The party rock or the party rock when the like two frogs are doing the thing, they're going like. Oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that hand position. What the hell is that hand I don't know what that's called? called. I don't know what that's called. I don't know. <laughs> you got me too, man. Well, either way, we I would call us the Nintendo generation. I think that would be a good term for anybody born between 1980 and 2010. Now, the people, the baby boomers and the Gen X people who are currently in politics and they're kind of in control, they got their fingers, you know, their claws deep inside the machine, um, they are trying to fuck us over with identity politics. Identity politics will be the death of us if we're not careful. We all have to do one thing and one thing only. And not only that, I mean, there's a lot of planning that comes afterward, right? You don't want the government that comes afterward to be worse than the one before. So proper planning is needed. But if we can all agree that the federal government is bloated and ineffective and that either it needs to go away or we need to be set free from it, then we can all start to work toward that one goal because that will set us free. All those problems that you mentioned earlier, remember, they're all held in place by the federal government. If the federal government doesn't want something, they can go in there, kick it down. Here's a problem that I personally have that Elliot Roger had and that makes me very angry and violent toward the world, and that's pornography. I am addicted to pornography. I have a pornography addiction. Do you have a pornography addiction? Off and on, but yeah, it just depends what's going on in my life. It's definitely something I've used in the past as escapism. And in that, in those right. moments, and I definitely say it becomes a problem. Like, it, yeah, it, it's, it's like not, it's not good. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that you probably started at a very young age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably twelve, thirteen. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't right. This isn't good. It's not. It's not good. I like I said, my addiction has changed me as a person, and it has made me a very violent person. Because I, for a long time there, you know, I'm, I'm a married man now and it was by the hand of God himself that I, God basically threw a wife into my lap and I was like, here you go. Uh, don't do anything stupid. I need you. That's what it felt like God was saying to me. He didn't actually say it to me. I don't talk to God, but my wife was essentially thrown into my lap. She was a virgin. I was a virgin at the time. I was getting ready to do some very stupid things in real life. And uh, I was at the very edge of doing those very stupid things against uh, federal agencies. And I don't want to do that because I am not a uh, bad person. I, I don't think I'm a bad person. I'm a very high IQ person who's going through a lot. And uh, if we ban pornography, the you are going to see a massive reduction in the amount of mass shootings out there. The pornography has to go. The uh, violent imagery, uh, live leak level stuff is all that, has to go. Isn't that kind of like um, pushing it to the black market? Would that make things? It's kind of like it it's could. like it's like banning guns or banning alcohol, right? You can't really police something like that. Uh, you can. How you so? can. It's being done. It's well. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. But this is why we have to we have to set ourselves free, right? Because I wouldn't want to. Uh, you know, uh, have my political ideologies pushed onto you, right? So if we were to set ourselves free from the federal government, we could form multiple new countries on U.S. soil of a variety of different, you know, ideological uh, backings. Because I feel like, don't you feel like you deserve to live in a society surrounded by people who are ideologically, you know, connected to you or in a similar thinking in a similar fashion? Uh, I mean, if you don't want that, I mean... You don't. Yeah, it's fine, too. I don't think I think it becomes I don't think it's it's definitely feels good to have everybody around you uh, in tandem with your ideologies. But at the same time, I think it gets dangerous if you have too much of a hive mind where everybody uh, if there's nobody pushing back and saying, hey, whoa, guys, like what are 
what are we doing here? Let's try this different thing. If everybody's just completely in tandem and all believes the same thing, that's when you usually atrocities are committed, right? Because <laughs> uh, any yeah. the only way you achieve no, something I, like that is not letting anybody else in, or yeah, yeah. It's 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 um it's rough, man. We're we're dealing with things here that I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. Like banning guns. Can we ever ban guns? Really, no. We can't ban guns. Why? Because it's ancient technology at this point. I mean, you know, what was that? The guy in Japan who killed the uh, Shinzo Abe. I don't know his name. You know the one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name either. The, the gun that he made. All right. The little little hand cannon. Little plastic wood. I don't PVC pipe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. If you try to ban porn, it's going to be. Now. If you try to ban porn, it's almost the same thing. It's like. What, or then when you, or where where do you draw the line? Are you going to ban like anime titties? Are you going to ban some guy drawing boobies? That's the thing. Are you going to draw like ban a guy that's drawing boobies on a piece of paper with a pencil? Like where what is porn? How do you ban it? And uh, yeah, I think like some of the really like negative stuff, like there's a lot of uh violence and incest and just weird like shit that is become mainstream in porn. Yeah, that that like, has really ruined a lot of like people's sexual upbringing i can't even imagine being uh nowadays growing up like it because i grew up where i was i guess facebook started right before i entered high school like the year before but and, and i was you know so i'm 13 i can't imagine being it's like some of these kids seven eight nine and being on on the internet and let facebook let yeah. alone Pornhub. so i get it i get it's a problem but i don't see um an outright ban seems like it would do more harm well, than good. Well, I'll show you. No, it, it won't, and I'll tell you why. How many... Let me ask you a personal question. You don't have to answer truthfully if you don't want to. How many hot... It would help, though. How many hot girlfriends have you had in your life? Truly hot. Eight out of tens. How many have you had? I imagine you, you sound like you're a Girl, good-looking guy. Girlfriend or... No homo. Uh, <laughs> like girl, girlfriend or girl, someone Girl... That's morally that's morally conflicting. Uh girlfriend. I'd say th- that were true eight like eight out of tens, I'd say three. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I, I've well, like I've lot. definitely fucked below the belt or below my like what I think I'm worth, but I've d de- I don't think I've really dated like have somebody ever, that I didn't think was attractive. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever disclosed your body count? Not on this sh- not on this okay, show. Okay. You want to? Yeah, I I don't really know exactly what it is. It's a lot. It's like 20? Tw- twenty-five to thirty-five, probably. Twenty-five to thirty-five. All right, that's that's a good. That's a big number. I want to say that's a good number. That's that's a big number. You know, maximums, evil, good. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, we have to have a happiness machine to weigh out. See what's good. See what's bad. We don't have that. If you want more of something, you have to be able to weigh it. It's like gold. Like if you want more happiness, you have to be able to weigh it. We can't weigh happiness, therefore we can't have more of it. Um, but. There, I mean, okay, so your goals in life have obviously been much, much different from mine. In fact, the society that we would probably want to live in at the end of the day would probably be a lot different. Um, but thank God we can both you, – oh, wait, you did agree that the federal government was bloated and ineffective, right? Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know what the solution is other than just kind of walk in there. No, 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 no violence, no violence. Peace That's only. Joking. Peace this only. Is a, Remember, this is a parody. Yeah, show. this is a. Parody. This is a joke. He was joking. Don't worry, he was joking. But I was very serious <laughs> about everything I've said today. What an amazing joke I just told. Yeah. Um. All right. So I, I have been. I was raised as a Christian, right? Uh, Same. 
I was a virgin until I got married. My wife was a virgin. It was very difficult for me to have to reject women because I'm not, man, you want to drive a woman up a wall at a, at a college party, reject her. Oh my God. You should see, oh man, I, I used to do a lot of partying in Los Gatos back in the day. And, uh, I, I have a couple of different experiences with that. I'm not going to go into it. Right? I was never impure. All right. I was never impure, but, uh, you know, it was difficult for me. And I just, I feel the people I feel worse for are the young men out there who aren't like us, because obviously me and you are on a different, we're on a different level, man. All right. We're, we're at the top of the food chain. All right. We're getting the chicks. All right. But the guys down there who aren't, who are socially awkward, pornography is utterly destroying their world. I might be able to get by it. God, God gave me a wife. I'm going to be okay. I'll be good. All right. But at the end of the day, like these men who can't get girlfriends, they can't get wives. They end up going into places and shooting them up because they can't. And pornography isn't helping because it's kind of just like dangling a bait in front of their face. Oh man, I wasn't married when yoga pants, I mean, yoga pants are still big, right? Like you still see women in yoga pants, but like, do you remember like 2015 through like 2020, like how hard women were going with the yoga pants and like, they were like slitting them up and like, even the really fucking fat ones too. It's like some of them, it's like, God, damn, like, okay, there should be a weight limit on yoga. (laughs) Land whale. Yeah. I, I mean, Hey, they need loving too. Fat women need loving too, but yeah, goddamn, like too big, too big. It's 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 indecent, and unfortunately, it's, I'm it's fine dangling. with indecency. I am completely fine with indecency and just general sluttiness as long as they're an attractive woman. But like, you don't, I, I can't. Like, not <laughs> if it's in public though. Like in front of the kids, I mean, like we can't. I can't. Okay, be, yeah, get in front, it, that. yeah. Okay, yeah. In front of kids, it gets a little different. But I mean, like, there. Uh, That's what's happening in I've San been, Francisco right now, man. Work once in a while. I used to work there more, but uh, part time just to fill in a, at a liquor store. And there's a the strippers from the strip club will buy their alcohol before they go to work for obvious reasons. And uh, I mean, I'm fine with strippers coming in just like titties bouncing around and stuff, and you know, fishnets and all that stuff on. That's fine, but yeah, not in front of kids. But it's a uh, man of the world. You're a man of the world, but I love you anyways, and uh, <laughs> I understand. I understand the feeling of oh. The fishnet. Oh, I just think it's so like, I, I, I like having nice things to look at when I'm out and about doing my business. I, hey, look, I'm not against that, but do you want mass shootings? Because it, it's got to go away. The, the fishnet, the, the, that, all that stuff, the indecency has to go away. Instead of outlawing porn, or... what if we just mandated, like, we did like a national uh, lottery or some kind of, like, you know, the draft? It's just like the draft, except instead of war, men get drafted for war. And women get drafted where one no, day, one day, out of, silly. women get drafted one day of the week. They have to suck the dick of an incel to stop mass shooting. Oh, my God. No, no, no. OK, you. I mean, it's funny. It's a funny joke, but we need serious answers here. And I think that we. that's the thing. When we start getting down to like the nitty gritty of it, like we're going to we're going to stop. That's where we stop disagree or we start to stop disagreeing. Right? Is that we start to stop? Start to stop. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta, we have to, we have to pull back from that and just because obviously, if you want to live in a society like that, like I, I would say stay in America. If if California like goes free and Texas goes free, or you know, however they break off, however the states end up breaking off, God forbid, violently. 
But if that happens, it happens. I would just stay in America because it sounds like, you know, the, the current way things are going, you kind of like, you know, you like the sluttiness of women. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I need to live in a, like an Amish society. I think that's my problem. Oh, I don't live. I would love like to have lifestyle. a big piece of land with a trad wife and all that stuff. That's great. That's all fine and dandy. But when I go to the city, I want to see some titties. But we gotta, we gotta give, I see what, I see what you mean, but this is why you, this is why my, I mean, overall, and I don't think this will happen and we're way off my book topic at this point, but, uh, I, I think that the future, a utopian future in America with like the same borders, right? Like you know, somehow we managed to keep the same borders with Canada and Mexico. It would be a collection of city states, like a mass collection of city states. And you would have like one, like hopefully it would be organized in a way to where like the communist city state isn't directly next to the national socialist city state because we wouldn't want them getting angry at each other, right? We'd want them to be a few thousand miles apart or something like that. I don't know. Every every political ideology. Remember, I'm coming at this from a politically neutral standpoint. So I'm trying to appease literally, literally everybody at the same time, which is not an easy task. Like Nick Pointer. Uh, I, I have yet to watch Nick Fuentes. He stole my thunder. I should be Nick Fuentes, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, Damn him. Okay, so... Uh, anyway. I, not to interject, but is what nah. is this in some way tang- tangentially related, or is this uh, wholly related to what you were talking about? Because you said you had something that you um, hadn't talked about before. Is this kind of what you were talking about? Some, something you seem that like... Was, you- that, was, that was me, that was me uh, you know, want, talking about, you know, being a... Uh, a mass shooter or having those tendencies because I do have those tendencies, but I don't, you know, I don't give into those tendencies and I, you know, I'm, I'm worlds better than I was 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, I, and I was put in a mental hospital 10 years ago, uh, very briefly. Uh, but that wasn't my own. I was very, I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't homicidal. I'll I'll explain it. I went into the ER and I needed, like, I was like very stressed out. Like I needed, uh, like not Xanax, but like something like that, like Ativan, I think is what they had given me beforehand at some point. It helped, like it helped calm me down. And I just, I didn't have like a prescription for that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not like a street guy. Like I'm not going to go like buy illegal drugs or something like that. Like I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm gonna be like, Hey, I'm stressed out. Could you like give me something like an anti-anxiety to calm me down? Well, they, well, when you do that, the doctors are like, Oh, well he's seeking drugs. This guy's just trying to get drugs. Well, no, I wasn't trying to get drugs. I was trying to calm down. So when you go in there and they're like, oh, he's just seeking drugs, you know, and they, they, then, then I get angry. And, you know, I, unfortunately at the time, this is like 10 years ago, I yelled at the doctor. Okay. I, I yelled at her and I said to her, I said, the only reason you're here is because you want to make money. You should be back home in your own country, helping your own people. And she got very upset at that. And at was, that point, she stood she up and walked out of the room. She was. Yeah. She stood up and walked out of the room. And at that point, I was put on a 72-hour hold. I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't homicidal. I would. I probably could have sued the hospital. Because, again, I I was just telling him I'm stressed out. You know? Like, I, you know, I need to, like, calm down. But, anyways... That was a long time ago. I've gotten much better since then, and I see the way forward. And the way forward is with peace. Because, again, you can't – did you see in the news they're trying to, like, make a bill to, like, ban militias or something? Yeah. I, I state that I, is. Or, I saw the headlines. I, I, I'm behind on all my uh, 
current events stuff. But yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to. I don't think it'll pass. I don't think that'll pass. But I think that it shows their intention and where they're at. So again, violence isn't the answer. So we could start a lawyers guild. I'm joking here, but we could start a lawyers guild, right, and attack them legally and peacefully, and they can't do anything about it. You know, the pen in this case really is far mightier than the sword. Uh, you know, in le- because the, the reality is, is while you were joking, which there's a little bit of truth in every joke, while you were joking earlier about the, you know, shooting up, you know, the federal government or whatever, um, you know, it, it's that, yes, yes, the AK-47, <laughs> beautiful gun. Um, it's, 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 it needs to not happen. All right. You can't, you've got to promise me right now, Skid, that you're never going to give in to the violence. All right. I would, I'm a nonviolent person. I've never even as much as hit anybody. So yeah, I, you're not, you're not going to have an issue for me there, but I will advocate for it. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that either. Um, <laughs> uh, so what, well, okay, so I, president, I president Andrew, what would you, what's the, your, not the latter, not the latter thing you said, but go on. President who? Pre, uh, what, what would I, what should I call you? If you're president, specifically. Well, I'm a leader of the revolution. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to lead the whole thing. I might be the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler. All right. But I'm not trying to like lead this thing. Okay, well, I understand I, the mistakes I'm just asking, I made like, last what's time. Your, what's your, what are I your top should have chilled three? out after taking the Sudeten land. I didn't. All right. <laughs> it didn't happen. What are your top three Sorry. goals? Uh, if, if you're, you don't even have, let's, let's just say what, what legislation would you like to see enacted on the national level ban, outright ban of pornography what else what else can i don't do? believe in democracy i reject democracy and i reject communism and i reject uh I'm, I'm about to reject capitalism but i don't have capitalism in and of itself there's nothing wrong with it uh but it's when people start to sell themselves sell their organs sell their sperm you know that we start to have some some moral issues i think that's the biggest wait issue i can't even jerk I'm, off I'm on a cup to, and get somebody to pay me for it now I don't think you should. I don't think you should. It sounds a little immoral to me, but I mean, maybe we can find, I don't know. The porn thing needs to go though. I do know that, but no, I'm leading a revolution here. And so if you want to help lead that revolution, you can be a leader of the revolution. And the way you do that is right now you make a pledge in your heart that you're going to believe in yourself and in peace and in shutting down the federal government. Okay. That's it. That's all you yeah. have. That's it. And then that, I can and, get on board with spread that. that message and we have to spread the message and then comes accountability. So we build networks and we get everything going and we get in its place. Planning is of course necessary afterward. If you, I mean, you know, everybody has their own political ideology. So that the, the planning on that scale, I can't do planning for everybody. If you want to have some type of, I don't know, people are always talking about an ethno state. I don't, I could care less who you have kids with. All right. If you want to have kids with, you know, whoever, just have have the kids you want to have, right? That's my suggestion. You marry who you want to marry, you know, do that whole thing. But if you want to have like an ethno state, let's say, well, you're not going to get it by taking over the federal government and then like forcing everybody in America to do that. That's going to result in violence. You're an idiot. Don't think like that. The answer is setting yourself free in a very small section of society, of the world, creating your own country, and then, you know, securing your borders. And that's it. It's, it's just that simple. And then, of course, working peacefully. Peace, peace will get you so much further than violence. Of course, there's one thing that is true in the world, and that is the strong will always rule the weak. Even in a de- democratic society, the strong party rules the weak party. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it will always be. And we'll, we'll have to put up with it. 
So if the government wants to kill us right now, if we're talking about this, can't do anything about it. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, this is a... Uh, we haven't crossed any lines. I didn't cross a long time ago, so I think we'll be okay. I think I've probably been officially put on, like, all the lists I was on, they're just like, it went from being gray, it's like the altered and green. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely on this list now. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, what was that from? Idiocracy. Oh, I've never That's seen that. Right. <laughs> Kick ass. Oh, you got to see that it's one. good, though. Yeah, it's a classic. I've, yeah, I've heard it's it's very relatable. I've heard. Um, all right, so belief, accountability, passion. You got to have passion, but that's more for the leaders of the revolution. You know, my IQ is 139, uh, which is is a curse because you have to deal with a world full of people who are all 100 IQ. And if you you sound like an intelligent person, you sound like you're up there somewhere. I think you probably well, I, relate. I only took a, I think I only took an IQ test once, and I I was in the high 120s. I think if I remember right. But I've, I think I've doled that down with alcohol. I'm probably like a solid 115 now. Yeah, I think the mushrooms might have dropped me a couple of points as well. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the what I'm, what I'm getting at here is that we don't have a lot of people out there who are... Are you familiar with uh, MBTI stuff, uh, Meyer-Briggs therapy and all that? Uh, I'm not intimately familiar, but I'm aware of it. All right. So they, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get super into it. It'll take too long, but, um, there are people who are called intuitive feelers and intuitive feelers are people who think about the future and they think about other people's feelings, namely their own feelings if they're selfish, but you can elevate yourself to higher levels of inner communication with other people if you're willing to work on yourself. Right? So I've worked on myself as an INFJ. And if we look throughout history at other people who are INFJs who have also led movements, that would be people like Jesus Christ uh, would be one of them. Uh, Adolf Hitler, of course. Uh, Gandhi. Uh, I think Martin Luther King Jr. I, I'm not positive about that one. I think he might have been on there. Uh, yeah, uh, Was it Muammar Gaddafi? I'm not positive about that one. Might have been Muammar Gaddafi. But there's not enough people like that in the world. We need to have more people who are willing to put peace first and are willing to martyr themselves, really. Because that's what I'm doing here. I'm willing to martyr myself. I understand that the police are probably going to be at my door in like... 24 hours or something like that. I don't care <laughs> if somebody decided to report me. I, yeah. the, the FBI knows about me. I've been reported to the FBI. God knows how many times they think I went and shot up Wayne Lambright's house. I mean, are they don't think, I don't think they think that, but Wayne went around saying, do you know who Wayne Lambright is? Uh, I can't say it. I do. I don't think so. Okay. Well, he's, he's I'm a cool guy. Big thing. Uh, he's, he was running for president. I interviewed him on my podcast. Right. Well, he, he claims that I went out to his, uh, desert fortress and shot the place up and that I'm swatting him and all this stuff. Well, what he's doing is slandering me and I've contacted my lawyers and now they're, you know, looking into the whole thing. I, I um, just looked him up. I remember this guy. Yeah. yeah do yeah. you? I've seen him in, I've seen him somewhere. I don't know if I've seen him in interviews or something, but yeah, Wayne, uh, Lambright.com. I can't, uh, I can't speak too much on it. Legally, you know, oh, gotcha, yeah. lawsuit, lawsuit and stuff like that. But I'm just, I'm letting you know, you know, people have uh, slandered my name, you know, for trying to do the right thing and, I've, and have martyred me essentially because I helped that guy out so much. I literally gave him tree fitty. I sent him about tree fitty and Bitcoin <laughs> because I was, I literally tree fitty because he, well, for the memes, number one, you know, because it's such a lovely number. Uh, but I wanted to help him. 
I, I genuinely wanted to help him. And he went and, and stabbed me in the back and said I abused my wife and like all this like crazy stuff. I don't know, man, that I, uh, what else did you say? I stabbed people's tires in Nevada or something. I, I don't know. But either way, I am now known by the FBI, the like California, whatever police agencies are looking into me and things like that. I just, I live with that kind of stress on a daily basis. So I'm at the point now where I just don't care anymore. And I just want to see the world become a better place. And I'm willing to literally die uh, for the cause. Not that, you know, I would put myself in a, in a position of, uh, you know, wanting to, I'm not, but you know, self-defense, all that. People get crazy out there. You know, who knows? Yeah. If somebody called in a swatting or something like that, God God, God only knows. Yeah. No, I get you. Um, so, okay. So, I I want to go back to your, your like, your main, uh, I guess, solutions legislatively that you make. So, we had uh, no porn, no, what was the other one? And Maybe the thing with porn, let's talk, let's talk about that just for one more second. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be brief. Um, 3d pornography or AI pornography has really changed the game. And morally speaking, there is a difference between some guy drawing out anime tits and somebody's actual daughter going and putting themselves on the screen and committing terrible acts for capital gain. That that's a problem. All right. But the port, the, the anime stuff, it's it's questionable. And then comes voice acting, which I am a voice actor myself uh, to some degree. I'm not – I don't do a lot of work doing voice acting, but I do have a Fiverr page for it if anybody's interested. Well, shoot. Uh, uh, yeah, what's that? I'll link that too. Uh, I'll, I'll get you all the links afterward. But okay. um, And speaking of which, do I have Discord open on here? Can I get – you that song of Phil's maybe we can get that going. I don't know. Let's see. Um shit. What was I talking about? I, I'm effing off. What uh something about oh the difference between a 3D rendered model and uh right, right. pornographic oh, uh, voice acting. Voice acting, right. Um sorry, I'm ADD and weed is bad combination. Uh so <laughs> the voice acting is questionable because somebody is kind of sexually, you know, doing it over the voice, but it's not on screen. It's, it's just whatever. But AI has gotten to the point now where we don't, we don't really need voice actors anymore. My job is now, my hobby of a job is now being threatened, uh, by AI. And if that continues, obviously, you know, society is going to need universal basic income or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll get around to that when we have to get around to that. Um, yeah. Anyhow, sorry. That was all I want to say about the pornography thing. So I do think it should be banned for anything that has a human in it. Uh, that way nobody is allowed to sell themselves. And then the young men who can't get the wives, all those hot women who are in porn, they are now out of a job doing that. They can no longer have simps and stay at, you know, a distance of 200 miles away and, you know, or whatever, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, they, they do nothing for society. They literally just drain money from other people and that's all they do. It's disgusting. And I have an addiction to it. Of course I pay these women. Uh, but yeah, yeah on online, like cam soda, things like that. I'm not, I've never purchased a prostitute. God forbid somebody start that rumor. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, like, yeah. it seems to me that like, I've always thought only fans works the same way, but just at a strip club, people always act like, Oh, those women are getting uh, ta like taken advantage of or, whatever but it's literally like the dudes that are getting taken advantage of because <laughs> they're the they ones are, yeah. blowing money they don't have uh to not get laid <laughs> to not once even get, get laid once getting 
one's getting morally abused, the other one's getting financially abused. And that right. in itself, it's just not good for society. You know, I just, it's fun. It's fun. I know sex is so much fun. Taking drugs is so much fun. Getting drunk is so much fun. But it's like, we got to do what's right for society. The Weimar shit has to stop and we have to do something about it. All right. What was the next point there? So, so you had, okay. So, no, so a ban on uh, porn that at least entails real uh, humans. humans. And then, yeah. Also, a required um, internet ID for every person that's on the internet? That's something I joked about because I hate trolls online <laughs> just so much. And I, I would love to be on 4chan and just, like, left-click somebody's profile and be like, what do you fucking look like? Like, and just, yeah. like, have a good look at them, you know? And just because you want to see what these people are, you know. But that uh, that's me just joking around being a bit of an authoritarian. Uh, being a bit of an authoritarian. Excuse me. Okay, so but so that's that really is like the the porn thing is I guess your main uh, uh, fix. Like if there's one, if there's only one or two things we could do, that would be. I guess it is like it is. If it's a huge issue, I don't necessarily. I agree that it's an issue, but I don't necessarily agree that. Um, I just don't know what that would look like and how that would be implemented, and it would create a black market like an Al Capone of porn that we had in the twenties with alcohol. Well, it's pretty much always going to be a black market, no matter what. Like there, pretty much, unless you, I mean, you can either make the black market legal or you can keep it hidden. And quite frankly, I think it's better that it remains hidden. Have you ever been on the deep web and been to a red room? I've heard of red rooms. I've not. That's something I never really wanted to be a part of. Well, I guarantee you, you probably would have already been into one uh, if you could just go to the website and click it like Live Leak. So, just saying, you can you can red either make the meth are- legal or. Yeah, are red rooms where what I think they are, where it's like a, a not that I take it, I don't. I believe so. Yeah, um, no, red room. It, yeah, no, that's terrible, horrible stuff. Uh, uh, it's it's hurting society. Makes me sad. We live in a society. We <laughs> live in a society. You guys. Did you? What do you think help. about the? What do you think about the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, TikTok simping? He was supposedly doing. He blamed it on his intern yesterday. I. Did he commented wow that. with a bunch of heart eye emojis on some big ass uh pogs like big booty TikTok eh. post. I mean the the Pope did it with that one chick with the <laughs> red skirt. She was hot, man. But like I mean the Pope did it for God's sakes. At this point, it's like who fucking isn't looking at the porn? I mean, it's it's disguise and that's a perversion of the church. I mean, that's like God looking down at the earth and being like, fuck, man, I fucked up again. Like, you know, it's like something something's inherently wrong with humanity right now. I like the always sunny. I, I can't remember exactly how it leads up to it. But the at the end of the episode, they realized that while all of them were ignoring phone calls and emails and everybody, they were trying to get like the, the fish factory manager and everybody was all just ignoring each other's phone calls, emails and missing appointments because they were all <laughs> looking at porn. And I think it's Dennis goes, you know what? I think if we learn one thing today. It's that everyone is masturbating pretty much all day, every day. <laughs> I my brother's big into it's always sunny. I've tried to watch it a couple of times. I just can't yeah. uh, get into it. But it does. It yeah. It looks like it has some good plots. Uh, it's, uh, but it's it's true though. There's um, it's you, we're inundated in it, and it is a problem. I don't know what's. It's a problem that nobody wants to talk about, and, and until you want to talk about a problem that needs fixing, like you're not going to fix it. So the mass shootings will continue. I will continue to hold federal agents responsible because they're going into work every day. They are the the Fed, the, uh, like the government doesn't like exist, right? 
Like it doesn't exist anywhere in the world. Like you can't go and point to it and like poke it and be like, look there, there it is. It has a heart. It's living. It's breathing. No, it's a building. It's some paper. It's people in the building and the people are really the lifeblood of the whole thing. And so if every single federal agent today were to be like, no, I'm not going into work. The problem would, well, the problem would be bad, but it would, you know, we would have to plan, you know, more proper planning would have to be taken, but it would resolve the issue to a certain degree. The, the lack of a federal government and the reliant, the each state having to rely on its own centralized government is a lot better, I think. But, um, it's different for everybody. And my second book actually talks about how America would be divided. Um, I don't have. I do have a picture actually that I could show you. Let me let me send this to you. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Any if you do phone. have any way for people to read this stuff, I'd like to read it at least for myself. But I can also link it in your uh, your novels and stuff. And I'll have the yeah, Elliot Rogers me... uh, bit linked too in the in the post production. I I have a well. I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm of the opinion that most of these shootings are federal operations. One way or the other, Pro- probably. whether people died or not, I don't think most of these are naturally occurring <laughs> events. Probably, probably not. They are probably we are being effed over by the uh, federal government. I think pretty hard here. Sorry, I'm just trying to flip through these files and find what I need. One second, brother. No, you're good. All right, let me get you the one for Phil first. That is, this is like one of his first songs that he ever made, um, which is called. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. There it is. Chill, is it, Bill. Thank is God it called Luckily, I literally know everything there is to it? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it, is it uh, called We're Going to Be Rest in Peace, deep. Chris Farley. We're going to be getting you knee-deep in some gash. Is it called We're Going to Be Pussy. Getting You Knee-Deep in Some Gash? No, it's called Chill Phil, I do believe. Or he might have renamed it. So there's that one, and then there's this one. This one has a song to it. Uh, you don't have to click that song, but that map there that you see is from my second novel. And it's kind of what happens after the federal government is completely dissolved. So Washington and Oregon end up forming into the Republic of Jefferson. California ends up pulling something of a, a Nazi Germany where they're incredibly liberal. They're incredibly Weimar-like. But then after the collapse, after the Civil War breaks out, which I don't want to happen. This is a warning, remember, to the federal government. I don't want this stuff to happen. But it's going to happen if you don't listen to me or something like it will happen. Something very similar. So I'd be, uh, the, I'd be in the Confederate States of America here. I'll put this you in would the... Be. Is it okay if I put this uh, video on there so people can look at this? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, um, so yeah, Tennessee's song, right Chow, yeah. The Italian song. Uh, I'm not communist, but I do believe that might be like a, a commie favorite, commie hit. Uh, but it's an Bill Italian Gates? song. It was sung yeah. a long time ago. What's that left of Texas there? Did Bill Gates take over? Uh... Uh, what Zuni or Louisiana? Oh, I thought it said Zune, like the Zune. Um... Zuni. Is that my dog I hear? Out there, I think she might be in the hallway. She might want to go outside. I might have to uh, let, give me uh, yeah, two we can take, seconds. Hey, do you want to? Yeah, can just, we take a break? Yeah, let's just uh, let's just take ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. That way we real quick. Yeah, right. that way you got time to let your dog out, and I'll smoke a stogie. Sweet, sounds great, brother. Go ahead and uh, throw on some music or something. I will be right back. Sorry about that, guys. Be no, you're good. I'll be back in. I'll be back in five or ten. <laughs> By the way, now that we're back, we're back, everybody. Right, like, let me do that. You know what? Can't come back without at kind of a stinger. Hang on. What am I thinking? Sing it up. Let's see. <clears throat> hey, 
we're back with Andrew from Crowdsprout. Listen, uh, we were just talking before the break here about uh, porn bad. By the way, uh, Mary-Kate Ultra uh, t- asked me to let you know that she's very thankful uh, for you for rape. <laughs> yeah, well, our goal here is to uh, respect women, protect women, but take away their rights nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, she said porn is bad, rape is good. Uh, well, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, philosophically speaking, because murder, like, equals death, right? Murder is bad, but rape equals life. So there has to be something to that. And I know mm. that, like, obviously, like, rape in its, in and of itself is horrible. Um, but, you know, we can't, we can't go letting out all the secrets. I can't let you know how the uh, magic tricks work, right? We gotta, gotta leave those in the dark. Uh, but nonetheless, we do want to take away women's rights. Um, and I don't want to abuse them. I just, I want to, you know, think, think of the old world where men were very gentlemanly with each other because they could duel each other and, you know, shit could go down. It could get real, real, real quick. Uh, but women on the other hand, they were you know, also respected, but they were always under the care of their husband or their father. And they, they weren't able to go free. Very rarely would a woman be free and on her own. Like if, you know, circumstances, you know, so happen, people die, you know. Woman's on her own. I think that movie True Grit. Uh, I think that might have been kind of about that type of thing. The That's young girl in that. It is. You sure do give out little sugar with your pronouncements. It's <laughs> uh, my favorite line. I think in that whole movie got me. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. So so you're welcome, uh, Mary Kate. You're very welcome. Yeah, I I, I guess I should have. I didn't even mention at the start of the show. That's how uh, we first interacted was because of the fish tank rape plan. Uh, and we were number one for a little bit there. I know Mary Kate Ultra, I think, was in the top five rape members. Uh, I was in there. Yeah, well, like as far as levels go. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't follow that too closely, but I I wasn't like constantly looking at the roster. At one point, I had everybody, I had to promote everybody, Uh, but then I realized somebody was kicking people out very slowly, like trickle kicking, and I was like, oh, shit, like I got to... You had an infiltrator in there. Yeah, yeah. So had to take that away from everybody. Sorry, I got I got kicked out. I don't. I think I thought it was maybe a war toy because I had to rejoin. Probably. I yeah. I've never I've never kicked anybody out um, or anything like that. It's just either uh, error on the website or something like that. But yeah, we've been we've been number one off and on a few times. But I've always considered it to be the will of God. Um, I mean, the fact that I'm here talking before you again, will of God, Deus Vault. Uh, But I never spent any money on getting to number one. And I kind of went with the art of war strategy of I'm going to sit by the river and wait until my enemies float down it. And it worked. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was also very good friends with crack, uh, shout out to one 800, uh, for, you know, leading uh crack clan. But mm-hmm. I think that they were, um, we were, we were allied. So I ran the access of micro clans during season two. So everybody that I was allied with was under that umbrella of the access of micro clans. Uh, we were, uh, you know, not, I, I don't want to say politically neutral, but we were neutral in the sense that, you know, we didn't want to start shit with the, uh, the bigger top dogs, gold coin, you know, people like that who were at the top shark, I think was up there. Or, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was there. Josie was up there for a bit. Crack anyway. was up there for a little bit, but then they, yeah, they went, they, I lost track of them. I don't know if they got taken down a peg by something. They, they were number one. I, they might have done that, that to themselves. 
<laughs> I, they, he let, he allowed for one eight hundred allowed for that to happen. He's uh he's a very uh, powerful man. Should put it that way. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> but also, by the way, I have to. Uh, the first thing I noticed about your your Discord profile uh, was why I knew I was going to like you when it was Abigail Sh- Shapiro's tits. Not nude, so it's oh, not man. porn. Right. It's not. It's not they porn. They bounce though. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I could recognize those tits anywhere. It didn't. You didn't even. I didn't even need to see your face. I could recognize those anywhere, man. Yeah, they're they're nice. I like them. I am a fan. Uh, would would give suckle. Milky, give milky now. I sat through the whole milky. Lady Ballers movie just hoping <laughs> she'd get a cameo, and it never happened. <laughs> oh, oh god. But yeah, dude. No, fish, it was a wild ride. Uh, uh, that whole season of Fish Tank. Are you? I'm. You said we're gonna bring. You're gonna bring right back for season three. If if it's if it's, uh, it's God's will, brother. It's God's will, brother. I I let it. <laughs> I mean, really. The yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't really. Um, it's it's a it's. How do I put it? I care, but it's it's a tool which is being utilized for other purposes. I want to use. That power that we've gained through there and the no, the notoriety, not that it's a lot, but I mean, you know, humble beginnings, right? Yeah. Um, I have my hands in a lot of different pools and there's a lot of people who have begun to agree with my ideologies and the things that I'm saying. And well, again, I don't want to lead this thing. I'm not trying to lead, you know, some type of revolution here or, you know, something like that. Um, <clears throat> but. I will say that people have had enough of the way that, you know, things have been going. And we've already talked about, you know, for the past, for anybody who's tuning in right now, we've been talking for about an hour and a half and, uh, I've, I have everything recorded. You can go back and listen to it later, but we've talked a lot about why the world is the way that it is. And I feel like, you know, I was, I was born in a very specific time. We were all born in the modern time. And it's a very difficult time, especially for our generation in particular, the Nintendo generation, because I mean, we've had disaster after disaster after disaster happen. And the current system, the people who are in charge of the federal government, they're not doing anything to alleviate the problems. Now, again, I keep picking on the United States federal government. I know that other governments out there have problems, but I'm not in those countries. So I'm not trying to fight back against the corruption that is in, let's say, China or Russia. So I'm not going to go out of my way to attack Russia or China or, or some other, any country. I don't care what it is. It's, you know, I'm here. Canada's you know, one my that we legacy. can probably all agree that needs, <clears throat> needs attacked, right? Uh, I, I don't know, really. Because, I mean, remember, we're trying to get rid of the federal government here. So we're not trying to, like, take the federal government and, like, use if you them had to a, if annex you, if you If you could only either... If you could either A, dismantle the federal government of the United States, or B, nuke the entire nation of Canada, which one would you pick? Oh, A. Oh, dude. A, easy, B, B, easy choice for B. No. Think of all the animals. Think of all the animals out there that get hurt. <laughs> I care for the animals too much. That's my dude, problem. Uh, the, only good, the only good Canadian animal is a dead Canadian animal. I'm just kidding. Merciless. Merciless no, no, gladiator. No, but... Uh, Anyway, sorry, I sorry to derail you there, but fuck Canada. Ah, oh, you're good, brother. Um, so, like I was saying, we want to. I think what, what, what point were we going off on there? Now I'm getting a little confused where we're going. You were saying um, you don't you don't attack other countries because you're focused uh, on 
Right. On minimizing uh, the federal government. I mean, if you're going to start a new country, I don't think you want to start it off going to war right away. That's not usually how you want to start a new country. Uh, or so I would assume. Right. But I think that how we started the America, though. Uh, yeah, unfortunately it is. And I think that throughout history, most countries either form through violence or peace treaties. Most of the time it's violence. Um, but again, we don't want to have that in America. We don't want to have the Ukraine situation come to our shores. And so, uh, and, and that's the other thing too. America would be a bloodbath because we have so many different ideologies. It would be like a free for all this, these people over here versus those people over there. you know, and, uh, I mean, What's what's that one shooting that happened? The I don't know the proper name they give it, but the one in Las Vegas with Paddock, the guy, the oh, shooter's yeah. last name was Paddock, and he went over there and he like killed. All right, that the FBI that was one of the few shootings yet, that it seems like it actually did happen. <laughs> the FBI to this day has yet to release the motive for why it happened, and I'll tell you why it happened. It was because the guy didn't like conservative leaning. Christian Americans. Like he was against their whole way of life. Didn't have anything to do with operations. And somebody was saying something about a gun deal gone wrong between, I don't know, some Middle Eastern country or something. It had nothing to do with that. If they had came out and stated, this guy killed a bunch of Americans because, you know, what was happening? That was 2016, 2017, right? Like all the, the Trump riots and all that anger, it was there and it would have literally shred our country to bits. And uh, there was another shooting just a couple of days later with the guy in Texas went into a church, shot a bunch of people. Um, you know, it's, it's not violence isn't the answer. And, you know, like I said, I've personally had these violent feelings against the federal government. I don't like them. I think that they're evil people and I want them to go away, but I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt them. Uh, to, to further the cause because that's not how we further the cause. We further the cause with peace. Um, so no, violence is never the answer. Dropping nukes would never be the answer, uh, unfortunately. So you I, know, think, I know it's fun to joke. But. You think Stephen Paddock acted alone? No. Well, he got the guns from somewhere, right? He got the bullets from somewhere. Uh, there was footage of him bringing the guns upstairs. I actually have... Um, a video that like kind of proves that like they said that he was using a bump stock of some kind to fire. Well, that's not true. The, if you listen to the firing of the gun, it was more along the lines of like a Browning or like one of those, you know, like rapid fire. Uh, I, I forget what the proper name is, but it's a Browning of some sort. And it's just, we just figured find that video. Ah, do I, Cause I we did, we went pretty deep on it. Um, on, I think it's episode 135 of this show. We had, uh, Mofax, uh, so you know Larry, Larry Blyder on, and the conclusion we came to is, there there was definitely Saudi helicopters that had their uh, transponders turned off, um, and it seemed like they were it was an extraction that got MBS out of the off the rooftop or whatever. So there was some kind of like weird Saudi thing. I don't know if it was a gun deal gone wrong, but it seems like somebody killed Paddock. I don't think he killed himself, but it's that's a that's a whole. Whole ball of yarn there. Whole- the, yeah, the, the officially the official narrative doesn't make any sense um, with him having killed himself and all that. Yeah, so yeah, we. I mean, yeah, well, there's a lot of speculation. So maybe that's right. I need to look into that though. The I didn't hear anything about transponders being turned off or anything like that. Um, you said on a helicopter, a couple of helicopters. Yeah, so they they disappeared from radar, but they were hovering over the crowd. A lot of people think that the crowd was being shot from some of those helicopters because you can see flashes from Ooh. the helicopters on. Uh, multiple videos plus just the 
flashes the muzzle flashes coming from uh, other buildings other than the Mandalay Bay. Um, they don't know. It's just that that whole thing is is was absolutely crazy. And then after Paddock's dead, there's still shooting going on in other places around there. That's uh, insane. That yeah, I wouldn't doubt it if there was some new world order involvement or something like that. With the, you know the, all the symbolism there, the pyramids sacrificing people. You know the well, you know how it goes. The, the two pillars and the checkerboard, the Illuminati and the Freemasons or whatever. Who's it? The Freemasons, my, the checkerboard. Yeah, dude. I had so I had John from Fish Tank on, and he's all in on the Freemasons. He thinks the Freemasons run the Illuminati. <laughs> I have spoken to John before. Actually, I did an interview with him about three and a yeah. half hours. Lovely, lovely lad to talk to. I, I yeah, do he's fun. appreciate John a lot. Um, anyhow, uh, we're we're kind of uh, way off top here. Where were we going with all of this? I'm I don't know. I'm gonna let that, you take but... the reins because I know we're coming up on time. Uh, I don't know how much time okay. we got, but yeah, no. I uh, I was about to say I have about an hour from. Uh, when we came back. So I got probably about 40 minutes left if you got it in you, but whatever. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll take the time we have and we'll use it wisely. Um, so just to wrap up on something that we didn't type, type a loose end from earlier. We were talking about my books and I keep going off down little rabbit holes here and there. But first four books I wrote, first two were to the federal government. They're fictional. The first book is written manifesto style. The second book is a regular novel. It has, uh, you know, characters in it. It's setting the whole thing, dialogue. Um, and they're tied together because the characters in the second book end up picking up the first book in their world and they find it and they read it and ends up changing everything. So all the books are interconnected. All those cool. characters aren't directly, yeah, they're not directly connected. Um, so then after this war happens, you know, the second American civil war and things are very violent. And again, we don't want that. So it's a warning to the federal government. The third book comes out. And by that point I was very tired of writing politics and I wanted to, um, you know, write something a little bit different. I've always wanted to write like a slice of life romance type thing. And so I said it, I didn't want to like, just have it be in our own world or something stupid like that. So I set it in the world of post second civil war America within the first and second book. So the, the third and fourth book revolve around uh polygamist uh, type marriage thing, because after the war's over, um, you know, there's different countries and different laws and all that. California ends up instating a polygamist law where men are allowed to have multiple wives. Um, and again, that was tying into an earlier point that I was talking about earlier where I was saying that, uh, you know, the United States is going to balkanize and that maybe my ideas are a little far-fetched with, you know, there being a Christian kingdom of California. I highly doubt that'll ever happen. But my idea behind that was that there's such a large percentage of Catholics, not that I am one, but... Um, there's a large percentage of Catholics in California, and I feel like if you were to actually allow those people to have a say in everything, that they probably would have a more Christian-looking California than a more liberal-looking one. Um, but, you know, the whole, you know, giving out money and things like that, and they, they vote left because they want the gives, right, or whatever. Um, so that's pretty much California there. Um, for that, I think that ties up that end. But, like, Texas goes off on its own. It becomes its own country. It ends up absorbing Oklahoma, Louisiana, because it's constantly hit by hurricanes and stuff. People are like, F it. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants Louisiana. It becomes a complete anarchic zone, um, which is actually going to tie into the book that I'm writing right now, which completes the series. My eighth book is going to be the completion of these first four books, uh, which is going to be a sci-fi, believe it or not. Uh, You're getting me excited to, to dive into this world and read these. 
Yeah. Um, so it's the, the eighth book is going to be sci-fi based. And I set up the end of the second book to basically allow myself to do that. Cause I was like, I am so tired of writing about everyday reality. Get me the hell out of here. Like I want to write about either fantasy or sci-fi. I'm more of a fantasy guy, which we'll get into my fifth book in a second here. Um, which is my tabletop role-playing game. I think you said you had a couple of questions. Uh, I was just curious about this is a cloudsprout.net, by the way, is that that's uh, the, that's where I was looking at. And I, yeah, I just wanted to hear about the, the game itself. Yeah. So let me just finish up with the America thing really quick. The federal government ends up effing themselves over into a little corner and they're called the free federal States of America. And you have, if you have to put free in the title of your country, you just know it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's like- either way, I just, yeah, there's other countries there. I'll let you guys get into those if you want. Um, but you were saying it's like oh, it's 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 like uh, uh, there's places around here called uh, free auto repair, free tires, uh, <laughs> so, and it's it has free in the name. And I just always want to go in there and threaten a uh, some kind of class action lawsuit. But like, hey, it said free, yeah, but it's it's the same free thing. Guy, yeah, What's going on here. If if you have free in the name, it's almost never free. So, uh, anyhow, that's that. I think that'll be it for that. Uh, like I said, I'm writing the eighth book, which is going to be sci-fi. It takes place uh, on the edge of our solar system, and but it does, you know, tie into the first books and it wraps everything up and involves the characters directly from the second book, which is where that map is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, going into, we're going to skip my tabletop role-playing game because I think that'll be the last thing we talk about. I wrote two children's books. Uh, I know I've talked about a lot of crazy things here. I am a fairly odd person, but the children's books, it's nothing fishy, nothing funny. It's just, I, I like drawing. I have a passion for drawing. And, uh, this is why I say I'm a reincarnation of Hitler. Actually, I have a whole list here of why I'm the reincarnation of Hitler. I have an IQ of 139, (laughs) which Hitler had. I'm a male INFJ. My Enneagram type is five with six, which explains the BDSM stuff. I have a stern father who doesn't believe in my ideology. I have an extremely religious mother who, uh, had babied me growing up and still practically does when I grow over there. Uh, and I've, I've been, I've lived and I've been raised near a Weimar level of shithole, uh, named, you know, San Francisco, not Berlin, but you know, something similar to that. Uh, and it's San Francisco might be worse now. It probably, you know, it really, it actually probably is. And so I feel that, you know, I don't actually believe in reincarnation, but I joke around that I am. And, uh, I just want to see some real change here. So anyways, the, I like to draw. Uh, I like to paint. I've done some paintings before. A fish tank, actually. I have like eight fish tank paintings I did. Um, but I wrote all the stories for the children's books. I do all the copywriting and trademarking and stuff myself. Uh, I took all the pictures in the book. Um, there's two of those. And then back to my fifth book, uh, the tabletop role-playing game, which I think is what I'm most known for. What were your questions about that? Well, I just... It's called uh, Anarchy. Yeah, I, I'd never... I hadn't seen it in action or anything, so I, I guess just as a complete... Um, just, I guess, just a, a basic gestalt uh, of what of what it is. How uh, Cloud Sprout? It, it's it's in development, right? It's not available to per purchase yet, or am I wrong about that? Uh, Menarchy, Menarchy is uh, for sale. Oh, if shit. you guys want, go. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. It's a little confusing with my books. So my like fictional books are not for sale right now until I re-release all of them as one massive book, which you'll be able to read at the end of the year. Um, <clears throat> It'll be an epic, technically, at that point. Uh, but then <laughs> the tabletop role-playing games, I've released uh, four versions in total. Version 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, and 1.3. Um, I have 
removed the initial story, which was in and of itself a novelette in length. It was about 8,000 words, and it kind of explained the history of Minarchy. And I'm not going to read that, but um, I'll just say that I grew up around uh, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, and my buddies had uh, played like a Star Wars kind of like version around that time. And so I think they were playing like Star Wars 3.5 or something. Anyways, I ended up going over to their house. I was raised incredibly religious. I was a uh, Jehovah's Witness from the age of like 10 to like 22-ish. Yeah, yeah. I was like the North Koreans of Christianity. We were very strict. Um, we are very, very, very strict people, but, or were, I don't know. I'm not really a witness anymore. I'm just kind of a Christian at this point, but, um, so anyways, we ended up playing some Star Wars stuff and I went over and there were like 10 people all over at the house. I walked upstairs into a guy's uh, house that he would later become like one of my best friends. Um, but Ronma one and a half was on the TV and there were just people sitting around. This is like 2004. It just felt very good. I feel very nostalgic about that memory. Um, but I just kind of sat there and I listened to these people and I got very like involved in it. And I've always loved fantasy. And the issue is, is that I'm too stupid. Uh, my intellect is too low. My wisdom might be high. I might have a high wisdom step, but my intellect is not that high. Uh, I will admit. Um, so it's, I, I wanted something that was simple and I think, it's uh, what, where it all started was like at college parties, right? Like I was saying back in the day, once people found out that I was into that, they had never played it. Cause they were all a bunch of like, you know, NPC normie types, whatever. They're good people, but they know what I mean when I say that they're listening right now. How's it going? Guys? Uh, <laughs> potentially, I don't see where the view counters at, but I'm assuming I sent them the link. Um, anyhow, I ended up having to GM, which is game master. I was kind of like the guy running the game for these people and they were all drunk. And it's very difficult to explain a 300 page rule book to a drunk person at a party who just wants to have fun and roll dice. Um, so what I did was, is I stripped down, uh, you know, D and D down to its very core. And that is that you have people sitting around the table. They are rolling dice. They are, uh, you know, having, you know, RP interactions and all that. And there's usually some type of stats. And, uh, that's it. That's the only thing, the only true thing that I kept. And I think most RPGs do that these days is I kept the strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, uh, stats. You know those, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Are you a D and D guy? Okay. Like even I, I RP, other RPGs DN- will do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know the, I've played enough like, you know, oblivion and yeah. runescape and all Skyrim. that. I, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> so I, I played D and D like I think twice. And both times it was gotcha. just a practice round. But I, I love, I mean, I, I love any kind of tabletop stuff. I played HeroScape when I was real little, if you remember that, when that was no. big. And then, um, Don't what else? I, uh, Risk, you know, Catan. I love Catan, all that shit. So, yeah. Any, any ta- I, I just got interested. Yeah. Any, any tabletop type stuff like that, I, I always get excited about. So, What's a good- the only thing I added was a luck to those stats. I added a luck stat because I felt like GMs have, um, you know, they, they, they often fudge the numbers. And so when you want to do that, you have to look at somebody's luck stat more or less. But you were saying, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I was just wondering if what's a good website for people to go uh, check that out. Uh, 
I would go to cloudsprout.net um, because there's a link there that will send you to eBay if you want to pick up a copy. Unfortunately, I had to reduce um, my website back down to like almost nothing because Wix, who is based in Israel, has decided to drive up their costs at their company after the uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict broke out. And uh, I'm not paying $740 a year for premium. They can go F themselves. Um, but now, now, now I'm selling on eBay essentially for free. Um, but yeah, all the links are right there. I also made a, uh, a shooting game called Minarchy Active Shooter, uh, which takes place inside of a castle. Some people have said it takes place at a school. They're sick in the head. All right. It takes place at a castle and you're shooting, uh, like snowmen and, uh, you know, other weird fantasy creatures like that. It's very, it's very humble. It's very wholesome. Um, it feels more like an eighties, eighties arcade shooter or something like that. Uh, but that's another thing that's on steam. If you guys want to check that out, Minarchy active shooter, that, that portion of cloud sprout is shut down. Uh, I don't, uh, cloud sprout is like, uh, like MDE. Like if people call me cloud sprout, that's like somebody calling Sam, like MDE, it'd be kind of weird, right. yeah. but the portion of cloud sprout that does the video games is essentially shut down. Cause I don't want to continue to dump money into that bloated market. Like I, I haven't even seen a check for that game yet. Um, but you know, it's just, that's, that's just the way it goes. I mean, there's a shit ton of developers out there and you know, everybody wants their game to be played and there's just not enough hands. So it's awesome it that you're <clears throat> got your hands in so many pies. Uh, they can, I try video games, board games. And, and that's, that's not even going into how I actually make money, but yeah, right? <laughs> which is personal. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I was going to say, sorry, mousetrap, huh? I wanted to play mousetrap. You roll your dice, you move your mice. (gasps) Nobody gets hurt. I didn't know. I (laughs) I was going to say, I didn't know if we'd get the VeggieTales reference there. Did Jehovah's Witness watch VeggieTales? Uh, even no. the evangelical I mean, kids, we like were, I grew I, up we could have, <laughs> we could have, but we weren't like, uh, we weren't like showing it to us by like our church or anything. But, okay. um, yeah, no, there's a lot of misconceptions. Jimmy on fish tank said that witnesses like whip people or something. Like I told my wife that and she's like, what? Like there, I've never seen like a whip, like at the, uh, what they, a church is like a kingdom hall. He said some shit about Mormons that. too, that I don't know if it's true, but it, a little, little questionable. Yeah. By the way, Jimmy said he'd be coming on. He might. He's either going to be my next guest or the next one after that. I believe so. Brother, brother, please give him my number six six nine three two one nine one nine eight. Jimmy, I'm I'm legit, man. No stranger danger. I talked to him on Twitter for a second, but I think I might have sketched him out a little bit. Um, I'll, but uh, no, I would like to I'd like to speak to him if possible. Yeah, about I'll the definitely. Revolution. I'll definitely pass that along. I still have your. That's the same number you uh, uh, sent me over text, right? Or over Discord. Yeah. Yeah, so last thing I want to say about the the tabletop role-playing, I keep going back to this, but version 1.3 is, I feel like, the version that I finally, I stuck the landing. I feel like I really did good, and I I have no intention of, like, going for 1.4 anytime soon or, like, touching it anytime soon because I feel like it's in such a perfect state. So please go out and get yourself a copy. 1.3 is highly modular. Uh, if you're a TTRPG player, you know what that means. That means you can have certain rules. And if you don't want those to be a part of the campaign, you basically just, you know, it's kind of like a video game. You flip them off and then you don't have to listen to those rules. So it's highly modular, which means that you can have an extremely simple game that is good for a one shot or you can tack on all the rules. And if you're a good enough GM, implement them all 
and then, you know, you can go and have your, uh, lifelong campaign and minarchy. Um, I think that's about, yeah, the Elliot Rogers stuff manifest. I'll see if I can't find any other links, uh, that we talked about. And yeah, just, uh, send me, I'll link, I'll link anything and everything you got me. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, to, I, I'm always looking for new board games. There's one I just was recommended a couple years ago and I forgot about it's because apparently, uh, Bobby Kennedy and JFK would play it. Um, when they were actually making real cold war decisions in the oval office. Um, which it's called uh oh god now i'm i'm losing it it's um it's the one where you play as it's like risk but with less pieces diplomacy that's what it's called diplomacy you ever play that oh yeah 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 um but no i have not played that i didn't know that they were they were using that to make warship is this why we had the operation northwoods <laughs> Do you understand what what a terrible thing Operation Northwoods is? Like they were literally going to violate our Third Amendment, right? Like not, they weren't just going to put military soldiers in our homes. Like if you're in South Florida or whatever, they mm. were going to fucking send military agents or military uh, personnel into your home to kill you, kill your family, and to start a war with Cuba. Like that's such such a violation. Like why aren't these people being held accountable? We hold people from World War II accountable for their crimes. But we don't hold people on our own government accountable for their crimes. What happened to the Jeff Epstein client list? I want to see the Jeff Epstein client list. Are we about to end this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I was. <laughs> I for a second I thought you meant just end uh, uh, the country. No, um, I was just joking. You, around. I was just, I was trying to get hyped Northwood, up, like <laughs> Operation Operation Northwoods. Not only, like you said, all that, but they said they were they were plan they had plans to use remote control jetliners, remote control airplanes, unmanned airplanes, crash them into buildings, blame it on Cuba. What does that sound like? Sounds and, like 9/11 and to me. Yeah, and shooting up uh, shooting up schools and movie theaters to blame on blame on Cubans. That was all part Christ of like, stuff that was in Northwoods that was proposed. Um, I have I have a link here. For uh, Phil's stuff, I think I don't know. Hold on, this might not be the right thing. Son of a bitch! They were gonna wait. They were gonna do that in Florida. I don't know if it was Florida, gonna, but that was a that was part of Northwoods. Yeah, it was just stuff that they were like you know spitballing, kind of like when Hillary said, "Why don't we just drone strike Assange?" It was presented as oh, a God. it was presented and on paper and written down. These people are uh, something else, man, it, and it needs to it needs to stop. And uh, like I said earlier, I mean, people can go back and, and listen to the whole thing, but you guys, while we can, we need to do everything in our power to get along, to to put the ego down for a second. I found the link. I can finally focus on talking to you again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. That's for Phil. Phil, I got your I got your SoundCloud in there, buddy. Um, no, we need to we need to let the egos go. Uh, if we if we're gonna wrap this up, I know you got to go soon or something. But like, if if we're gonna actually make change in the world, if you guys want to have a better future for your children, seek me out. Go to my YouTube channel, Cloud Sprout Revolution. Find the Discord. Get in there. Uh, come join us. We are interconnecting. If shit hits the fan too hard, we have coordinates set out. We're gonna give out the coordinates, um, and we are going to meet up there, and we're gonna start over again. You know, uh, but that's assuming that shit hits the fan and like violence breaks out because we don't want to have any part in the violence. Remember, we are peaceful. We're going to go live a nice, uh, you know, uh, Epicurean lifestyle out in the uh, garden somewhere in California, you know, with our guns and all that stuff far, far from the eyes of the feds. Um, 
But that's assuming shit hits the fan super hard. And let's not hope it gets to that point. Let's hope that we can do this peacefully. Because remember, as I said earlier, I think this is a good analogy. We're on a plane and it's going down. It's going to crash and we can try and control the landing peacefully. And we should try to do that while we have that option. Or we can let the plane just crash and we can burn and our children's future will be uh, probably really shitty. I don't want I don't want to see my kids have to grow up in a world that I had to grow up in with the porn being such a huge issue. Uh, you know, it's just things like that. I, and I know me and you are kind of on a different level there of, you know, what, what we want to see in public. But, um, it, you know, we have to find a solution that works for everybody. So put the ego down. Stop. Just worry about yourself. Keep yourself in that, uh, like Taylor said, keep your three foot world, three foot world, Jimmy. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday is coming. Tuesday. What is that? What, what's? Oh, that, I think that's what Jimmy kept saying to Taylor. Tuesday is coming. Oh, Tuesday. About Tuesday the, is coming. Well, yeah, it's like there's going to be a day where you get fucked with hard. <laughs> oh, oh man! I think, what a what a pro. I think this might be something to uh, maybe tie it all together here. please listen to me carefully and i know a lot of you know this most of you probably know better than i do so i'm not lecturing anybody i'm just saying please god understand this in the name of god please in the great depression they estimate universities estimate seven million people died starved to death in the united states during the 10-year great depression at least okay that is that is that is seven million people 90 percent of the country lived in rural areas and half of that 90% in the rural area was self-sufficient. So we're talking 40% or so, 40-something percent of the country were self-sufficient and had chickens and had cows and had goats and had fields and had farms and had apple orchards and knew how to can food and knew how to save stuff and knew how to clean a gun and knew how to fix a tractor and knew how to kick ass and knew how to work seven days a week. And they were able to help everybody, but by the end of the Great Depression, there was almost no deer or no game or nothing left. I remember my grandfather in East Texas talking about it. Like, in the Great Depression, 1940, there was almost no deer left in East Texas, the county they lived in. They ate everything. It's like in North Korea, you don't see lizards or birds or anything because the people eat every damn thing. We are now 90% urban, 10% rural, and maybe of the 10%, I've looked at the statistics, half are self-sufficient. So we got 5% self-sufficient versus 40-something percent. When this goes down and when the post-industrial world kicks in, ladies and gentlemen, you have never seen anything like it in any movie or any book you read. So here's the takeaway. We either save almost everybody or we save nobody because billions of starving people You've seen the video of a million locusts flying and eat everything off the plants in a matter of minutes. That's what this looks like. That's what this is unfolding into. That's what's going down. Beautifully said. Absolutely beautifully (laughs) said. Brother, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Again, if anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, go ahead and get at me on the YouTube Cloud Sprout Revolution. There's a link on there to Discord um, and cloudsprout.net. Uh, from there, and I also have an audiobook channel, Clouds Sprout Forever, but it's too many channels. No, yeah, I'll, I'll put them on there, and then um, I definitely like to talk to you again. Maybe uh, it, when your um, when your epic is coming out, the full thing, because that's absolutely that's- yeah, that'll be toward the end of the year, though. Uh, I will, I will stay in contact. I'll let you know how it's going, 
And uh, yeah, excellent, excellent podcast here, brother. This is this is what I wanted for uh, for my own personal too that I ran for a while there. Like this is this is wonderful. Your sound effects, the, the, the music breaks, all that. You're not on YouTube and doing it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think I'd last long on YouTube because poop is funny. <laughs> but yeah, dude. No, Anyhow, thanks. Uh, thanks a bunch. Any any other closing thoughts? I mean, I got like a little bit more time if you want to. If there's anything else you want to talk about that we didn't get to? Um, thanks again for rape. Uh, it helps. It it may it had it was nice to feel like I belong to a team. Uh, I uh, I'll, I'll just say this: it's a psychological operation, and uh, it worked. Mission success. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I'll say that. And uh, well, actually, why don't uh, you, t- uh, you 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 didn't have a look at Minarchy at all, did you? I just saw like I, I read about like the um, things. I didn't know there was a link to actually look at it in action. Yeah, but now, it's now cool. I mean, did, yeah, no, no. I was gonna say because if you had any questions about the game or anything like that, I would uh, definitely be willing to answer them here. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm, I, I'm gonna be getting it uh, once as soon as I have a link. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting it and trying it out, uh, especially since I can't read the books. Maybe that'll get me <laughs> yet. I'll, maybe that'll get me excited to play the board game. Then I'll get the book. Awesome, brother! It sounds sounds good. Uh, I wish I had something, some great words of wisdom to depart to you. Uh, but but truthfully speaking, um, I guess I guess I could take a moment aside to say that I love you all. I love you all a lot, and I have a lot of hatred in my heart. I want to hurt people who are evil and wicked because the Lord has commanded me to hate what is evil, and I do. And uh, the Lord has also commanded me to love my enemies. And so I have to love my enemies and be good to them and uh, give them water when they need water and food when they need food and clothes when they need clothes. You know, that's on a personal level. But all together, you know, I, I'm one man. I'm like a – you know what I am? I'm like a – I'm going to start swearing. I'm like a guy who's put on a construction cone on his head and I'm standing in the middle of a four-way intersection. You're like, I'm king of the world. I'm king of the world. I'm king of the world. But you know what? That's what all of our leaders are doing to begin with anyways. It's just that people follow these people. People listen to them. People believe them. You have a certain level of freedom that you can die with intact. If you don't want your freedom to ever be taken away from you, you can make that resolution today that you're going to die with your freedom intact. That's up to you. Whatever. You know, in a self-defense type situation, I think I'm kind of like that myself. Um, but I don't want to put myself in a self-defense situation a la Rittenhouse or somebody like that. Um, peace is the way forward and you have to take your demons and shove them into the light of day and kill them. And I do mean that metaphorically, your demons, the, the, the issues that are in your heart that bother you on a very deep level that kill you inside and hurt you. And I want to take those feelings and I want to defend you from them, brother. I want to take a shield and stand between you and your problems. I want to stand between you and everybody's problems out there. And I know I'm just one guy uh, and I don't want for people to you know, look at me. I like, you know, Jesus, when they tried to make Jesus King, he ran away. Right. Like I'm kind of like that. Like, I just want to be left alone in the woods. I don't want to lead a revolution. I just want for there to be peace. And I would, I wish the goddamn government would uh, do their job the right way. But I've basically told the government this, like you have until the end of the year to get your shit together. Otherwise the problems that are going to come are going to spiral out of control. January 6th is going to look like child's play compared to what's coming. And that's not coming from me. I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm all peaceful. But there are people out there who have so much hate in their heart 
They hate people on such a horrible degree. They are evil, horrible people. I've always considered myself chaotic good, maybe lawful good on a good day. But these people are lawful evil. They are, in some cases, neutral evil, lawful evil, whatever you want to call them. They are not good people, and we don't want to have anything to do with them. So you can be, you have to make a choice right now. This is God talking to all of you. Anybody who's listening right now, this is God reaching out to you and saying, make a choice not to, uh, you know, necessarily serve him, but to serve humanity, to help, to help make humanity. Try, ask God to help you make humanity a better place. And let me tell you something, Skid, you're in a beautiful position right now to help a network along, to help connect things. And I know you don't want to break the law. I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want to get anyone in trouble out there. People are always accusing me of being a fed, all these things like that. I'm not a fed. I have members of my family who work in DHS, Department of Homeland Security and ICE. All right. And the guy who works in DHS, he told me to watch myself. That was his words to me. Watch yourself <laughs> like that. Yeah. Not, it's not something you want to hear from a federal agent, but you know, I, I, like I said, I've put myself in a position of martyrdom and I'm okay with that. And I feel like we all need to do our part and I, I can't do it alone. And so I, I'm only willing to try for so much longer before I just say, fuck it. I'm going to go live in the woods. I'll see you guys later. Good luck. Uh, Cause I'm getting to that point. I just want you all to know that. So everybody out there needs to start trying a little harder to, to push for this cause here where we all agree on one thing and one thing only that the federal government needs to either go away or we need to be set free from its control in some manner. And to some degree, it needs to happen and it needs to happen quick. That way we can stop the mass shootings and you can either take it from the words of a guy who's calling himself a mass shooter and who hasn't done anything and I won't. But you can either take it from me or you can just ignore, fucking ignore me. Don't listen to me. Don't, don't, yeah. Why, why, well, they're always like, well, why, why didn't we ever listen to him? Why didn't we, why didn't we listen to the kid? Well, what did Marilyn Manson say? I, that's what I would have done. I would have listened. I would have done what nobody did. I would have listened. Hmm. I think that's it. All right, everybody. Yeah, I love you all. Be good. That was a good rant. We'll see you guys around. I, uh, I, I love you, Skid. I love you too, dude. This was great. That was, I'm, uh, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that it sounded like you had a lot. That you uh, have been thinking out and dwelling on. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we got to have this conversation. My dog. My dog says hello. Oh yeah, I was about to give my only words of wisdom. A chihuahua can mate with a with a with a with a, with a bull mastiff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace. All right. Shootmyass.com. Okay. So until next week, leave me alone.
anyway, uh, on top of that, I have something else I'd like to bring to the table this evening. Oh. I, uh, I'm interested in maybe playing a little sort of a game with you, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, now this is, might be, it's not like a game show type of game, but it'll be like, uh, it, how, how do I put this? So Sir Seed Sitter, uh, a couple of weeks ago, interviewed the leader of a fish tank clan. Uh, yeah. If anybody's familiar with fish tank, fish tank being, or it was a 24 seven sort of big brother online type of situation where you had. A house, you filled them with people, you filmed them all day long, and you could just go to the website and, and watch these people 24-7. And, uh, and they do stuff to them, and it was a lot of fun. And it was something that we all kind of participated in for about a month and a half. And on Fish Tank, you have these clans. So you can divvy up and kind of have competing clans and, and do stuff on the site to each other. Uh, you can screw up each other's experience points or whatever. I don't know. And Sir Seed Sitter interviewed the leader of one of these clans. And uh, I listened to this interview and it was interesting. Uh, the, the, the fella in question, he just, he had an air about him that, that made me sort of think, and I wasn't alone in thinking this, uh, in the fish tank group chat that we have. This guy kind of at times sounded a little bit like a fed. <laughs> I think you should prep some reverb. I think you should give me a resounding question of a fed or not, and I will fucking kick off this battle music and we'll hit these clips. I'm excited. All right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Is it a fed or not? Oh shoot! No, Hold on. Well, Let's we can we can back this up. We can back this up. We can do this correctly. Ooh, misfire! <laughs> Another misfire! <laughs> I'm actually not. I, I'm the I'm sanitized really version. I, I have a great affinity for Jewish people in Israel. You're gay. That's oh. what it. Is. Now, uh, <laughs> so I I took wait, one wait, of those wait. DNA wait, wait, tests wait. before. And- well, are you starting the clips already? Yes. Okay, hold on now. Hold on now. Now, I, here, here's here's the thing about the game show that we got to do on the spot. Shit. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I need two ISOs from you short. One of them being, if you think that he's a fed or if this sounds like a fed, then you play this ISO. Maybe the ISO is, you know, he's a fed or or something like that. Some fed related ISO. And then if you don't think that he's a fed here, then you play the other ISO. Um, uh, 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 Okay. It could it could be like a yes or no, or it could be a okay, you know, a one word ISO or something. All right, all right, all right. Yes, yes. Okay, I think I I have these ready. Okay, do if I may, may I hear what you'll play when you think he's a Fed? When he when I think he's a Fed, he just sounds like a Fed fud faggot. <laughs> I like that, but is there anything? Uh, like quick, like a quick, like a burnt type of sort of effect, you know, like it's like instant. I I should I should have told you this before the show. I, I didn't mean to put okay, you in the spot. Okay, like okay. Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> perfect. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. 
so we'll play the first clip here. Fed one. You're Jewish, right? I haven't told anybody. You're Jewish, that. You're Jewish right? No, I'm. Well, uh, uh, I'm actually. I'm actually not. I, I'm. I'm raised Roman Catholic, but I, I have a great affinity for Jewish people in Israel. You're gay. That's what it is. No. Uh, <laughs> so I. I took one of those DNA tests before, and when I mm-hmm. originally took it, it had like results on it, right? And they were they were results that I were more or less expecting because I know I'm familiar with my uh, heritage and all that, but. Uh, it didn't say Jewish on there. And then around 2017 or 2018, I logged back into the website and it said that I was Jewish. One Jew, 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 Jew. Yeah, it said I was 1% Jewish. So I am of the uh, elected race. I am the cho- I am of the chosen, chosen people. people. Yeah, the chosen people. Oh. Mm, nothing overtly. No. No. Nothing overtly. Okay. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to tell you the score here on the way. Uh, so that, that for clip one, that is a no. Okay, we'll proceed with clip two. Yeah, but not really, because the the you know the people in the end times are uh, children of the devil, according to Revelation chapter three. Right? Yeah, the hundred forty four thousand. Those are the ones with the good mark, and then they have God's mark, and then there's the other marks that aren't that don't have God's mark. Right. Yeah, no, that is in Revelation. I know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about Revelation 3, uh, where it talks about in the end times, so there's going to be a group of people uh, who call themselves Jews, though they are not. And then it says they are of the children of the devil, all that. Synagogue of Satan, you know, the typical, typical stuff. Yeah, I know, we're getting spicy right off the bat here, but uh, it's just, it <laughs> well, all. I haven't even done the, in- the intro yet. Let me hit the intro. Yeah, let's do the intro. <laughs> so this is before they've even kicked off. Oh. That is interesting. So mm-hmm. they're, they're getting getting spicy right out the gates. So they're trying they're to... They're getting warmed up. Yeah, like really trying to make sure that they don't, quote-unquote, pull a hammy. Mm-hmm. T-minus five minutes. I'm still not sold yet. Still not okay. sold. No. That'll be a, no. That'll be a no. All right. Now we play clip three, Mass Shooter. It's about It's about a... Three minute intro. If you need to we're, we're live with the mass shooter here. How's it going, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Hmm. Still haven't even hit the intro. Still haven't hit the intro yet. Still and a little soft. And he's pulling up the DNA test. He's he's dropping the the jokes. He's got yokes about he's the mass shooters. Hmm. I'm starting to question a little bit. I'm starting to question some. That's fair. I mean, unless you feel strong thing, I, I would understand if you still said no at this no. point. No. No. All right. Okay. All right. That was clip three. Now we go to clip four. Are you upset? Thanks for joining me. How's it going, buddy? How's it going? Now, let me ask you a question. Do you feel upset at the current state of the world in any way, shape, or form? Yes. <laughs> All right. So he's, he has. he's conducting a survey. So this is right at the gate. He hasn't said who he is. This is nothing. And by the way, if this guy's listening, I, you know, no offense to you, my friend. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not calling you fat or anything. I just think it's funny. Just you'll see. You'll see as things go along how, how things get kind of funny. Uh, so, so we're starting to warm up a little bit here. We're starting to warm up a little bit here. Okay, you feeling it? You feeling the water getting warm? Uh, clip five: hatred towards government. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Rest in peace. Um, 
Now, it's just, uh, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of young men, such as uh, yourself, myself, and others, have a lot of uh, hate in our heart. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm not excluded from it. Uh, I try my best to take that hate and remove it from my heart because I know that, um, you know, allowing allowing such seeds to grow from within wouldn't, you know, that the fruit which it would produce wouldn't be of any, you know, worth to me. And I think it would only hurt uh, myself and other people, uh, my family, you know, my friends, people I love. Um, and so have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like anger at, at maybe not the world, but I don't know, the government or a political figure of oh. some kind, anything like that? I, th- I think if you don't have at least a little bit of hatred you're harboring towards the government, then you're retarded. Yeah. I know you like to get wet, dog. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, and it's true, it's true. I mean, you know, it's nothing too crazy yet. I mean, the government sucks, and we all know that. And, you know, that's nothing new. So now we go to to Clip 6, Homicidal Tendencies. There's there's a lot of people out there who are very uh, unaware of a lot of things that are going on in the government. It's very sad. You know, we could talk about the, uh, you know, we could talk about a lot of stuff that they're doing wrong. But what's what's the good? I think that what we need to do um, before, you know, more people lose their marbles and go out and like shoot places up. Because like I said earlier, I am, I do, I have for the past eight to ten years i have suppressed uh homicidal tendencies can i it's not something pause? i really open with yes uh, can i anytime. rewind sure um homicidal tendencies and that's not something i'm oh not far enough um before you know more people lose their marbles and go out and like shoot places up because like i said earlier i am i do i I am, I do have for the past eight to ten years, I have suppressed uh, homicidal tendencies. Yeah. And that's not something I'm really open with uh, with a lot of time with a lot of people. Um, But I'm very serious. Pause here. I'm not joking around. Yep, 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 yep. He's not open about this, but he's talking about it in the first five minutes of a podcast. (laughs) The first five minutes. Like, we're literally just going from the start. We're just going through this. Uh, so please continue. And that's not something I'm really open with, uh, with a lot of time with a lot of people. Um, but I'm very serious about that. And I'm not joking around. And not jokes. It's, it's hard to live in the world that we live in today. And I see it mm. in the eyes of my fellow brothers. I hear it in your voice when you speak. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, I, I'm like a magnet. To, towards people who have issues or something. I don't know what it is, but I just, I, it happens. That is gay! <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a yes. That's a yes. That's a yes. All right. So, now we're going to get into some of this man's familial history. Uh, please play Clip 7 Ancestors. So, there's a multitude of factors that I think play into the mental instability and it's not just the instability of the world itself. Um, so you, all those problems can be traced back to one element and that is the federal government. Unfortunately for us here in America, cause you're in America, right? You're not Canadian, are you? No, I'm, yeah, I'm in Tennessee. Okay. Um, 
So the federal government within America holds everything in its place. Like if we look back at events like Waco and we look at uh, what's the other one that had Waco and Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge. Yeah. So if we look at those events, we see that the government isn't beyond taking tanks, taking flamethrowers, taking guns, going in, shooting civilians and dispatching of them in order to uphold whatever level of, you know, if they're doing something they don't like, hey, they're going to go kick your door and say, stop, right? I uh, got to pause. Where was their flamethrowers at Waco? Yeah, isn't that what they set the whole thing on fire with? No, it was from the CS canisters, and they uh, they shot a fuel tank with the sniper sniper position. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, now that you mention it, I don't really recall them talking about flamethrowers there. Yeah, that's. I uh, thought it was just like a curtain caught on fire or something like that. Was the story? Well, I mean, the there is a tremendous amount of heat released from those canisters that they they punch through the wall with the with the muzzle of the tank essentially and they pretty much uh no scope those cs can which is like a type of cyanide gas Uh, yeah and that's why you know when they started digging the bodies out of the rubbles they were all contorted up because the cs gas essentially like seized up their bodies till they uh died and then the fire got them after the fact Oh God! Yeah, true, true story. True fucking story. All you know, ranges. All, those people, all, all ranges. By the way, of ages. Oh yeah, little kids. Unbelievable. And all those people. Nobody got fired. Everybody got promoted. And everybody right now is like the head of whatever departments they were in. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We'll we continue on. I guess with this clip. Well, they could do the same thing with everything that's going on in the current system, but they choose not to. So the federal government is sort of the walls that hold all of the badness in its current place. Now, they hold a lot of good things in its place, too. I'm not saying that America hasn't had any good achievements over the course of its you know history, because it has. My seventh great grandfather, for those who are unaware, I tell everybody this in an earshot, uh, was at the Boston Tea Party. Uh, my great grandmother had passed that story down to me and her great grandfather had passed that story down to her and you know, so on. So he's seven generations back. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was dressed up like a native American. Uh, according to my great grandmother in the middle of the night, he went on the ship, you know, started throwing tea into the Harbor. I don't have any proof of it beyond that. And it's just, you know, stories being handed down. But what I do have proof of is my fourth great grandfather was, uh, in the iron brigade of Wisconsin, uh, during the first civil war. And so he fought in a lot of the major battles. I have his battle ribbon and all that. It's been handed down to me. And, uh, he was at Gettysburg, Antietam, Cold Harbor, uh, all these fierce, fierce battles. Right. And if you, if you look up accounts of, his brigade and what they were doing and the fierceness of their fighting and all that. Well, eventually he went on to guard president Lincoln <laughs> and did a great job. <laughs> I was going to say bragging rights. <laughs> really, really top notch work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, that, uh, that just, that clip, not so much. No, no, no. Well, I, I appreciate your take on that, but let me add this as a supplement. Oh. The what what struck me as fetish about it was the fact that this guy is longtime, old time, multi-generational American. He he's claiming ties back to the Civil War. He's he's claiming ties directly back to the Boston Tea Party. 
says that his ancestor was one of the guys on the boat dressed as a fucking Indian throwing stuff off the boat. And if there's one thing I know about feds, it's that a lot of them aren't first or second generation Americans. A lot of them go way back and have ties uh, to to old America. And uh, that's that's the only uh, thing I'll add there. But I'll, I'll mark you down as a no for clip seven. Yeah, that's uh, our lineage. Um, Colonel Ralph Stewart. He was a. Uh, he ended up serving during the Revolutionary War. I'm trying to remember who he served under. It was uh, one of them. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. I'll I'll come back to this uh, at a later time. Oh yeah, this dude. Uh, one of our ancestors, General Washington, assigned him to guard the defeated Cornwallis in a cave. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty real. That's as American as it gets right there. <laughs> you stay here in this cave, General. Cornwallis in a cave. Ooh. Cornwallis in a cave. That's a, Ooh, that's yeah. an educational rap ready to ready to happen. Hmm. Oh man. Well, that's good to know. We all we all have a vested interest in this. I picked up some more Civil War shit. That I've been reading again. I've been corroborating Sherman and Grant's books, and oh my god, it's it's stupid. Why do I do this to myself? But yeah, uh, and to clarify in the chat for Bully Steed, this guy who's speaking, he's not a creator of Fish Tank. He's the head of one of the clans, which is like it's it's a it's the people that listen to the sh- to the show that actually participate in the show, not the creators, but just the people that are there watching. They create these groups within fish tank. Yeah. It's a live studio audience. Yeah. It's a live studio audience. If the live studio audience could like create their own teams and uh, like screw with each other, you know? Uh, yeah. Anyway, the, that's what this guy is. And uh, it turns out that he's actually a neighbor of mine, which is interesting, but we'll, we'll get to that a little, a little later. We will play clip eight, Grandpa Tales. And one night, according to my great-grandmother, he was in the garden uh, watching. You know, he was on watch or whatever, and President Lincoln was walking around. And it was dark out or whatever, and he stopped and talked to my great-grandfather, fourth great-grandfather, for just a little bit of time. And I don't know what they talked about, um, but I just, I cherish that event so much. And then my great-grandfather, of course, was a lead welder for the U.S. Pacific Fleet during World War II. Um, so if anybody has the right to be proud of America, I would say it's me. You know, my blood is, I'm 80% European, uh, primarily Mediterranean, and then about 20% Native American. Uh, and, and according to 23andMe, I'm also 1% Jewish. Uh, but I don't know. 1%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it's 101%, 80% American, 20%, and then 1% Jewish. Ugh, 23andMe shit, man. Very spooky stuff. Uh, I haven't done it myself. Yeah. I don't need them to tell me some weird stuff. You're uh, you're 100%, uh, you know, Antarctican. Ah, shit. Changes everything. I get all my genealogy information from the internet. Sir Booberry, <laughs> black man. That's right. Confirmed right there. Look, that's scientific <laughs> evidence. Submissible to a court of law. Mm-hmm. 
published in a very respected mag. Uh, ma- uh, 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 you could swear. Article. You could swear in on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please place your right hand on this ISO. <laughs> so I take it that was a no for for Clip Eight. That was a yes. A yes for Clip yes. Eight. All right, all right. We move on to Clip Nine. Both coasts. Yeah, that, I mean, I just I when people are like, oh well, if you don't like it, we'll get out of the country. No, I'm not going anywhere, man. This is my country. If you actually look, at, this is California. This is on my dad's side. But if you look at California, the Bay Area. Um, has Angel Island. Well, Angel Island was where the first Europeaners settled, and that was my uh, family. I don't know, you know, I don't know what grandfather that was or uncle or whatever, but it was the Ayala family who I am descended from, uh, which is Basque. Uh, for those who are unaware, a mixture of uh, well, it's really just Basque. Basque is Basque. You know, it's not like French or Spanish. It's like its own sort of thing. But really, at the end of the day, it's just French and Spanish. But uh, anyway, we're off topic here. Uh, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> This is this is another hard one to determine. Uh, if I had to go with first pick gut choice, no, 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 no. All right, we play uh, clip ten, Blue Moon. Uh, I'm dr- I'm doing a little drinking, I guess. Drink, sipping on a Blue Moon. I don't have an orange slice in it. I always get the orange slice. I was just about to say, you gotta have the orange slice. But no, if you don't, it's cool too. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, ooh! Yes. See, he's doing that thing where you, you, it's like, oh yeah, I totally always do this thing that you just happen to mention in conversation. Yeah, I'm there for that all the time. Like literally, this is what I do every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's a yes. Yes. All right. All right. That's a yes. All right. We go into clip eleven. Novelist. Good stuff. I like it. Good drink. Um. So, anyways, back to back to where we were. I um I've suppressed uh, some feelings that are very negative, and um, I see it in my fellow man. And again, <laughs> you know, I had the police show up at my door a few years ago, and it was because uh, I had become too far out in my rhetoric. Uh, I was I was starting. I mean. Where where do we start with this whole thing? (laughs) Let's go all the way back to the beginning. I am a novelist. I've written seven books so far. I'm currently working on my eighth. However, Fish Tank has taken a massive amount of my time over the past month and a half. So I have not been able (laughs) to write almost at all. Uh, I've been just focused on that. But, uh, you know, yeah, you know what that's like. You know, uh, the the productivity just goes straight down the drain. Uh, Yeah, I went from one or two shows a week to one every two weeks during Fish Tank. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the CIA is known for writing lots and lots and lots of literature. Yes. Now we get into the the book publishing, which, uh, if anybody knows, book publishing is a way that uh, they rinse money a lot of the time. Um, even with big politicians, if if they want to they want to rinse some money, they go, "Well, uh, Hillary Clinton wrote this book. Oh my God, it made millions of dollars. Well, who knew? I guess we'll just have her." Go on a speaking tour where everywhere she goes, they charge $250,000 for her to speak. Oh, my God. Where's this money coming from? It's coming from all these book sales. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, there's an inordinate amount of writers hired by these clandestine alphabet soup agencies. Yeah, because the money's got, you know, being a novelist is not easy. It's, It's not easy to have people pay you for a book. But you know what's easy is paying people to write books. Mm hmm. If you have money, ah, so simple, so simple. It was easy. Money, the everyone's weakness. Um, we go 
any thoughts so far on this guy? I know that, uh, you know, we're going back and forth because, like I said, I, I'm not determined that this guy's fed, and I don't want him to think that I'm sitting here trying to slander him, you know? We're just we're just going over the words here. I he sounds you know. Um, I got wood, so how about uh, something spooky? Well, let's get spookier. Uh, please clip twelve ninety nine bottles. It's it's not I'm getting back on the horse. It's not good, but um, I started my writing career after I got kicked out of a pub. I was talking too loudly about World War Two. Uh, statistics. And I think that the manager didn't like it. This was uh, at 99 bottles in in Santa Cruz. And uh, they have shut down since because of COVID. So they're no longer functioning. But that manager, she's a bitch. Let me tell you something. I don't like that woman. And uh, I spent spent a good amount of money. Now, it's called 99 bottles for a reason, right? Like you got like 99 different types of beer that you can drink. They're actually more than that, I think. Uh, Or had, right? Uh, anyways, I had the card. I was doing it. I was on my 55th beer that night. 55. 55. Pause. And uh, Pause she here, got yes. uppity. And I had seen... Sorry, I was coughing. 55. Oh, that's okay. 55 beers in one night. Um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Different beers, too. So, 99 beers, different kinds. You got lagers, IPAs. Stouts, etc. Oh. This guy's drinking fifty-five beers in one night. That's, uh, that's uh, I, I imagine that would be quite the bathroom break, or two, or five, or ten, or fifty-four. Uh, maybe fifty-three if he can hold it for just a little longer. Um. Mm. And Bully Steed makes a great point in the chat here in the Bay Area during COVID out at a bar. Maybe, but probably not. Probably not. And in Santa Cruz, too. Santa Cruz, of all places, which I don't know if you know, is a very uh, Masonic town. There's a lot of Freemasonry imagery all over the place. I've not been to Santa uh santa monica but or sorry santa cruz santa cruz yeah but san jose i have been to the rosicrucian museum there ah no i i should go there i don't think i've been to the rosicrucian oh y'all, museum y'all should totally take a trip down there it's yeah. crazy well, actually read that down they, right they have a they have a it might still be up there but they have an exhibit on alchemy for crying out loud beautiful mm-hmm. i want to see that you should go. Might have some oh, pictures. I will. Yeah. Uh, San Jose. Yes. Yeah. It's all right. There's no reason to go to San Jose otherwise. So it's good to have a reason. Uh, we will continue with this clip if you like. Uh, anyways, I had the card. I was doing it. I was on my 55th beer that night. 55. 55. And uh, <laughs> she got up, uppity. And I had seen that woman around there before, right? Loudmouth. Just horrible. Loudmouth woman. Just, oh, worst woman you could ever imagine. Why is she in charge of the bar? Or why is she in charge of that restaurant, period? She's like the uh, daughter's owner or something. You should see her. She looks like a fucking fish. Um, anyhow, <laughs> she's... <laughs> 
She uh, she got in my my face. It was me and Phil. I don't know if you know who Phil is, but he's my cousin. Pop Tart Phil, what's up? How's it going, buddy? And do I have a SoundCloud around here? I might be able to hook it up with this SoundCloud. His SoundCloud, I don't. Anyhow, I I was there. Phil had his head down on the table because he was the designated driver. He was sleepy. He wanted to just like you know rest for a bit. I think he also had a headache or something like that. And uh, my grandmother was there as well. Right, she was across the table. Now this woman comes up to me and she's like, "You need to get out of here. Like you need to leave right now." And I am. I have like. Less than an inch left in my fourth beer. Like, I am ready to go. I'm ready to leave. But she just gets in my face and starts being very rude and uppity. And I, I'm a good tipper. When I tip, I tip good. All right? And I was tipping very good there. I, I mean, all the time. Every meal, good to go. And I don't usually. They're a cheapskate sometimes. So it's a 1% coming through. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it'd be... 1%. And the end of it is I stood up and said the N-word very loudly in the restaurant. And uh, I should be able to say the N-word. It, it upset a lot of people, and I called her that, and she wasn't of that uh, race in particular. And, uh, you know, I, I was very inebriated at the time, and I do regret it. And I, well, the reason why I'm explaining all this is I got thrown out of that bar, right, after my 55th drink. And I went home in the back seat, drunk and angrier than ever, that I couldn't express my views. Because I think it wasn't because my cousin's head was down on the table. It was because of the things that I was saying about World War II. So I think it was a free speech issue. I will swear to the day I died that it were was you, a free was, speech were you, issue. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah, I don't buy the 55. <laughs> All right, 55 beers, and I don't know if you noticed, his grandma was there, too. So this guy drank 55 beers in front of his grandma. <laughs> and uh, called the bartender a certain slur. Called the bartender a slur, and yeah. Why would the bar serve him that much beer? That's my question. 55 beers. Do you know how much money 55 beers would cost you at a bar in california in the bay area i would assume bar beers probably eight bucks i would say averaging eight bucks and then if you're a good tipper you're paying another buck or two on each beer so you're talking ten dollars a beer here so 555 beers yeah. 550 dollars worth of beer yeah huh. uh you know and i'm i'm gonna say right now i'm not a i'm not a, a stranger to the bar okay uh, i can either. i can put i can put a few away you can put a few away we're kind of bigger guys we can do that uh i made but, that my living for quite a while yes me too as an artist <laughs> but uh i can tell you right now 55 beers i don't know i, I think i drank 55 beers one time at a fourth of july party when i was 22 and i never drank that beer ever again 55 cool red cups of uh of Coors banquet i think the most i've ever downed was somewhere in florida it was a big old pack of pumpkin beer a four loco and uh what's bigger than a handle is it handle handles uh 1.75 is that the big jug that's the bigger one yeah yeah that for jack Mmm, wow. That'll hurt in the morning. 
Oh, yeah. Ended up in a pool. Not by my own choice. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the pool. Was the pool closed after you fell into it, or, or did you pull yourself out and no one noticed? Uh, the pool was probably supposed to be closed, but there was people certainly still there hanging out. I had reserved myself for a little bit of uh, some shut-eye on a on a chair laid out. Um, and, you know, the the drill, if you fall asleep in public, like, you're kind of susceptible to a lot of things, and one of those yeah. things was uh, the little trip into the into the water. Oh, that they threw you in the pool, and it ended up on camera. We got a stern talking to from the stage manager. <laughs> oh my! Well, that sounds like a fun party, anyway. Uh yeah, you know those uh, cast and crew feld parties. It was a good time. Uh, man. Spent a lot of time by the pool. That was probably the, the few sh- tours that, like, it was predominantly, you know, if there's a nice spot, weather's nice, everybody's out there every night with a case of beer mm-hmm. and some form of grilling going down. That's the dream. Yeah, man. That's my that's my shit, too. Oh, that's good shit. Uh. Man, we should do that again. Actually, you know, there'll probably be a, plenty of drinking going on in Nashville. Oh, certainly. Tends to be. Tends to During be. off hours, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Six days of, of working, people. Gonna take the edge off. Uh, turns out that... Oh. Oh, hello there. Hello there. Damn. Pizza roasted that son of a bitch. Mm-mm, he had no way of getting out. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm, tesla And there was a there was a moment uh, earlier tonight. I was walking out of the room to step outside, and I turned around. I was uh, because I was alerted via the boo sign flashing that a boost came in. <laughs> ah. you have a, a, a huge visual cue now when that happens. Can't go by you. Oh, dude! It is once I get some serious time to start getting some stuff wired up. It's going to be. Off the chain. Lit. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll get it. We'll, we'll definitely get uh, into that, I think, uh, second, second half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely pour over these details. Fed number 13. I just want to say that the pool is closed. Fed 13. Were you questioning, like, uh, the number uh, or what was the what, – <laughs> what were you – I can't what remember. Was it about World War II? Okay. I don't. I don't remember. I, to be honest, I was just. I, I was talking a lot about. It. I was very into it at the time. Uh, my years spent on 4chan. I'm still there. I mean, I've, I've been there since like 2007 ish, uh, summer of 2007. I was actually at the Habbo Hotel raids. Believe it or not, I helped shut down the pool. Uh, summer of 2008, the Olympics. Yeah, good. Good times. Good stuff. Uh, but now I was on poll heavily there from like 2013 to 2020. And I would say that, uh, a lot of the stuff that I was seeing was changing me as a person. And I think that a lot of other people have been changed, uh, by 4chan in a way that is very negative and it's not good. And it, it almost makes me want to have internet IDs so that we can track people Ooh, yeah. such as myself, uh, because we're dangerous. Oh no. Well, we're I, a danger to society. No, I know. I know. Well, here's the thing. If you're on there, let's let's put it this way. Let's say you have a family member who uses 4chan, right? And you go on there and you get into an argument with them and you tell them to go KYS or something and they do. Ooh, I mean, yeah. 
That's pretty bad, that. right? Are you familiar with Hava Hotel? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. What happened? You've never you've never heard of Hava Hotel? No. Oh, okay, okay. Well, here, here's a little internet uh, history archive for you here. The Habo Hotel was a sort of like a, a chat room with an avatar. It was like somewhere between a video game and a chat room. And there was this hotel. It was hosted in the UK originally, and then it spread around the world. But you could make a guy, and you could walk into these rooms, and um, and these rooms could be furnished. And if you spent real money, then you could buy furniture, you could buy wallpaper, and you could basically build this virtual room or series of rooms. Uh, and then you could do what you wanted with them. And when I played Habo Hotel, when I was like, you know, this is 2007. So I was like 11, 12 years old or something. I would play this. This is early, early internet stuff. And you'd hang out. And I hang, I hung out on the British servers and people would hang out and they, they, uh, they had these things called mafias and you could hang out with these guys and you'll dress up the same and you'll go around and do raids and other shit. You take over other people's rooms it was a very strange time in the internet world, but there was this virtual hotel where you could make rooms and you could run around and, and interact with people. And the, the pools closed thing brought Haba hotel to like a mainstream memeage, knowing where these guys on 4chan, they all made avatars of uh, black guys in suits with giant afros. And they went to the public Habo pools and there would be like hundreds of these guys in suits and afros that that flooded the rooms and made it so that you couldn't do anything. And they said pools closed due to AIDS. And and every you had hundreds of people just spamming that in this in this chat. Pools closed due due to AIDS. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, the know your meme from Servo. I'll have to get this one added in, into the notes. Yeah, yeah. So Servo posted in the chat, know your meme, pools closed. And Habo Hotel did that, and there were a couple other offshoots at the time that were like Habo Hotel, like Coca-Cola made their own called Coke Music, where you could do basically that, but also like create simple beats and loops and make money that way, virtual money through that, so you could buy stuff. I mean, it's it was a very interesting time for the internet, and it's a, it's, it's a lost chapter now. But that's what was going on then. And what he's saying here is that he participated in this event, that he was part of this, like, classic old internet thing that happened. He's a legacy user. Yes, yes. He's a, he's a purple account. Oh, wow. He's got the scars. He's got the receipts, people. Uh, yeah, uh, private browsing rings up, you're the man now, dog. That was, like, around that time. This is, like, you're the man now, dog, new grounds, e-bombs era internet uh and now we will uh, we'll, oh uh, did you give a alternative a definitive answer by the way to 13 is it a no yes. for me? it's a yes all right we continue on uh to clip 14 january 21st where were we going with all that uh i got kicked out of the pub world war ii facts and then you started writing books and then I started writing Novels. books, right? So I was on the way home. I was very pissed off, and it was mostly a free speech thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home, and instead of getting angry about this, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write. And so I wrote 
a fictional book to the United States federal government. It was, it was, you know, kind of dedicated, not directly dedicated to them, but in a sense, I was dedicating it to them. And I was going on places like Poll and, you know, promoting it there and, you know, saying, hey, this is for the federal government. This is for you. This is for you, federal government. So if there's any federal agents around listening to this, maybe you should go read this because I'm writing this for you to read. And, uh, you know, I, I mapped out a lot of the issues that America ended up facing, such as January 21st, I more or less predicted that in those first two books that I wrote. The Wait, two- I know the 6th. What was the 21st? January January 6th, 2021. Oh, okay. I misheard you. I'm sorry. Yeah, January 6th for sure. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I, I might have misspoke. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you, January 6th, the whole, the whole event. January 21st. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe an innocent mistake. Who knows? But we'll we'll take a yes on clip fourteen. Go to clip fifteen and take a hit. No. Just well, saying. where I was going to ask, where can people find those if they want to read them or buy them? Or so nothing is currently for sale. I won't make any money if you find my books out there. They're not for. I mean, I'm not selling them. I'm not making any money off of them, unfortunately, because okay. of uh, my publisher, which is why you don't trust publishers. Just cut out the middleman. Do it yourself. So you cut out the middleman and you just sell the books yourself. It's it's pretty much you know that simple. I'm gonna take a hit really quick. Give me a second. I'll drink a beer. Based on principle? No. 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 Takes a hit. Takes a hit. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good sign. We go on to clip 16, Poisoned. Anyhow, no. So none of them are currently available. I've taken them all off the market, uh, again, because I got effed over by my publisher. And I am going to be re-releasing the first... Uh, this is, again, this is where it gets confusing, right? So I've written uh, a variety of books. We should probably just get this out of the way. Uh, the first four books that I wrote were all a part of a series. The first two were directed at the United States federal government. I wanted them to read it because I was feeling very angry. I was at the world. We've already talked about this. And I was feeling, and I've, I've dealt with these feelings, by the way. I'm not currently homicidal. I'm not suicidal. I understand the future. I understand the, you know, the path forward and all that. And it has nothing to do with violence. You, you don't attack your enemy where they're strongest. They got fucking nukes. We can't do anything. Okay. They got tanks, man. They got drones. We can't fight these people. We have to legally go after these people. Um, but like I was saying, the first four books are all part of a series. Um, the third, after I got done writing the first two books, I was like, I am sick and tired of writing about politics. I hate this stuff. Like I want to not, I feel poisoned by it. I don't know if you, have you ever felt poisoned by the current state of politics? Mm. Yes. Mm. But I do, I can't empathize with feeling the poison of politics. Right. Yes. Well, what have we pressed on to clip 17? It might clarify the last clip a little better. And I mean, the federal government can either take it from the mouth of somebody who has feelings of wanting to fucking go and hurt uh, federal agents because I don't fucking like these people, you know, but I, you know, I, we, we can't do that. Like violence is not the answer. 
Like I, I fucking hate these people with every drop of blood in my body. Like it's the anti-tyranny gene in me. I think it's, it's that Boston tea party coming through the grandson of Liberty, right? From sunrise to sunset. My seven great grandfathers are currently spinning in their graves at the state of America. And somebody has to do something about it. Somebody will do something about it. And history has, but one page. Love, war, move, trade, love, war, move, trade, love, war, move, trade, love, war, move, trade, over and over and over and over again. Right. So the the history of America is a very short one. It's about 300, uh, less than 300 years. We're about to be, what, 250 years old or something, right? The average length of an empire. Excuse me for one second. I need a drink. Yes. 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 When is the 250th? 250th is uh, 20, 2026, right? Yep. So two years. Two years, the big 250, the big quarter, oh, the big yeah. eight ball. Oh, wait, no, that's 350, my bad. Hmm. That'll be love, fun. Love, war, move, trade. <laughs> love, war, move, trade. Love, war, move, trade. Uh, I'll write that down too. Okay. We move on. We love war move trade on to, uh, let's see, well, that was 17? Correct. We do 18 now. And so we can see what's going to come next. And what's coming next is civil war. If we're not careful, if we don't peacefully yes. land this plane that's going down called federal government, we are going to look like Ukraine in about 10 years. <laughs> and I don't want that to be the case because I have seen... The clips from Ukraine, I don't know if you have seen the war footage. It's not good. It's very depressing. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what you look like, what your religion is. I don't want that for anybody. I I don't want that for even the federal agents because that shit's fucked. And it's going to happen. So, again, we're on a plane that's going down, everybody. It's called federal government. We have to either crash this plane, which I don't want to do. That will result in civil war, the second American civil war. Or we try to land the plane and we have a peaceful divorce among the nations, right? So we have a problem in in America, which is very easily remedied. Thank God we're not Europe. Yes. That's a yes. Second time he's mentioned federal agents. He's mentioned federal agents several times in these clips. Lots of times now so far. Okay, we, we're almost done. Uh, we got two clips left. Uh, 19 CS. Yeah, but I was just going to say, um, we tried that a while back. The South tried to secede, and uh, Abraham Lincoln sent, sent a bunch of people with guns to stop that. Right, so the system is broken, and it doesn't work. Um, so I was talking to somebody yesterday who was a Fed, or no, no, he wasn't a Fed. Was he? I don't remember. He was a former Fed or well, guy I was talking to. Yeah. Well, intelligent. I can we rewind that? Counter-Strike, believe it or not. Is there a lot of Fed's on Counter-Strike. You're I was talking to somebody yesterday who was a Fed, or no, no, he wasn't a Fed. Was he? I don't remember. He. (laughs) 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 I don't remember. It doesn't Uh, matter. It's not important. I'm I'm just suspicious. 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 He was a former Fed, or it was another guy I was talking to, and he was just very intelligent. I can't remember. It was on Counter Strike, believe it or not. A lot of Feds on Counter Strike. You ever want to talk to I the Fed? Ma- go to the Counter Strike. I would imagine. I, I would say even back in the day on Counter Strike, there were Feds. Um, anyhow, where was I going with that point? 
Yes. Anyway, <laughs> what was I talking about? Uh, not, okay. not, not hanging out with feds, no. Not hanging out with feds. I might have been a fed. I don't remember. Can't, you know. Was he? Was he not? I don't know. Does, Why did I even bring this up? What are we talking about? Uh, all right. That's a juicy one. And now we finish off with our final clip here. This is clip 20, Our, our Generation. You were talking to a Fed the other day. Maybe talking to a fed, fed the other day. He might have been a Fed, might not have been a Fed. All right. Something so about the said, Civil War. He was like, he was like, well, it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional for a state to go free. And like the, and I was like, well, that that's why the system's broke. It doesn't work. Like we have to step outside of the system to affect change. Now the South is its own whole can of worms. I'll talk about it, but uh, you know, slavery is no longer needed because why? We have robots to do the work. If the South ever were to theoretically rise again. Uh, it would be a multicultural place that would probably look and function like America in a democratic sense, but it would be a little bit different without the slavery. And, you know, I don't, you know, my fourth great grandfather might have fought for the North, but the one thing I would have some words with him. All right. Because Lincoln was a tyrant and he did suspend habeas corpus. And I, I'm in complete disagreement with that. So he stepped outside of the system and did what he thought was right. So that's what we need to do today. And, and our generation. Yes. Mm. Is that a, is that a definitive yes or a maybe yes? There is one part that I take issue with. Let me hear it back. All right. Something so about the said, civil war. He was like, he was like, well, it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional for a state to go free. And like the, and I was like, well, that that's why the system's broke. It doesn't work. Like we have to step outside of the system to affect change. Now the South is its own whole can of worms. I'll talk about it, but uh, you know, slavery is no longer needed because why we have robots. Why doesn't he say the prison industrial complex, which is true? Yes to do the work if the well South- he's talking about automation he's talking about instead of needing slaves to work the fields we have tractors and and that sort of thing i oh, think is I what see. he means i see okay 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 Ever were to theoretically rise again uh also would- I th- um he doesn't sound as fond as lincoln of lincoln as he did in oh what clap uh clip was that clip eight fed we were just talking uh, about, he was so proud of his grandfather, just the fact that he even talked to Lincoln. Correct. Here he is called, I'm so glad my grand, seventh grand could talk to a tyrant. Yeah. Mm. Suspicious. But, you know, he's just, they're maybe just throwing a little shade on the fact that it's a complicated situation. You know, I don't play devil's advocate here. <laughs> You know, I, I love Lincoln, but, you know, he he did do some pretty gnarly shit as president. Oh, yeah. Did a lot of gnarly shit. He was a gnarly president. He did some crazy shit, he but was, it was a was, crazy time. He was very ready to start deporting a fuck ton of motherfuckers. Yeah. And uh, under him, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of military, a lot of generals and did some nasty things. And in the offset, but. At the same time, it was a dark and strange time. I mean, you're talking about a time where the country could have a civil war. I don't even think that the United States really at this point is capable of having a civil war in the same way that they did, where you have states versus states. I think that it's just way too consolidated now, and the economies are so dependent on one another. And um, 
I just think it's just part of a bigger system now. A bigger system that was born out of the Civil War in part. The the edging closer to the one world government. Or really just the unification of all nations through a central banking system. As long as everybody has to use the same money, then nobody can really be different. But I think that, and that's one of the most overlooked aspects of the Civil War was the fact that Lincoln, another massive thing that he did, something that I don't think any other president ever has done, is he created his own currency. And he said, I, through the Constitution, as power of the president, am able to issue my own money, my own currency that's printed at cost, no interest. We will give it to the people for all debts. And uh, and it's just as good as anything else. It's real money. Uh, the greenbacks. Mm-hmm. And the Confederacy also made their own money. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the same. But with within Ooh, the, yeah. the existence of the Confederacy, they were able to use that money, you know, internally. And, and it was the only accepted money at that time in the South. But... But Lincoln was able to convince the world, and particularly the nation, that this was a legitimate currency that they could do. They didn't need a treasury. They didn't need a fucking bank at all. I mean, they ultimately did, yeah. But not not this. They didn't have to have the bank control every aspect of the currency. It was controlled by the executive branch. And that's uh, never been uh, seen since. I think. I think the closest thing that any president has gotten to to controlling the money system is uh, FDR when he essentially outlawed gold and took us off the gold standard in the in a, in the first way it was Ooh, Nixon yeah. that officially took us off the gold standard, but it started I think with FDR and of course with you could say the the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 under Hoover, but or not Hoover Wilson, but I think Wilson was a pawn in that situation. I think that. In the situations of Lincoln and FDR, they legitimately had a huge hand in in uh, creating and issuing that currency. They knew what they wanted. Yeah, and they did it for a very specific reason. Lincoln did it, uh, you know, in the face of paying for things for the Civil War, and uh, FDR did it in the face of the Great Depression. Uh, yeah. So. If we tally up all the no's and yeses, we have one, two, three, four, five, six no's, mm. which leads us with 14 yeses. Yes. So I hereby declare upon this court, our boy is for the evening a fed. Yes. <laughs> I will not talk to this Fed about seasteading. Thank you very much, Sir Spencer. <laughs> Fool me twice. Uh, one day. You know who's really into seasteading? Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. What? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You, you never heard of her, uh, her subaquatic community thing? <laughs> it's wet out there, folks. No. What's that called? Design Ocean uh, Organization. Uh, she wanted to. She wanted to make the Terramar project. It's it's our shitty real life version of of Bioshock. Uh, she she wanted to go and build underground cities under the ocean. 
Uh, wow. She wanted that's, to own the water. That's cool as fuck. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it could fail. You know, my dad had told me they ain't making any new land. <laughs> <laughs> There's water at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. Uh, wow. And, uh, huh. When clips. Who is this? At the, oh, is this Jimmy here at the bottom? Oh, yeah. That's uh, in the show notes. It's Fish Tank Jimmy. Wow. Who I believe is going to be on abs and a six pack uh, not too long. It's wild and crazy times we live in. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> if anybody wants to see what Fish Tank is, they can go on YouTube and find a couple of recap series. Uh, there are people out there that go day by day through the thing. You can get a taste of what that spectacle was all about. Uh, looking forward to season three, I guess. 